This week in league, Sean Lane reveals his secret for running great lines. Sharks plan to reduce salary cap woes by having young Matt Moylan claim Oz study. Roosters to ban Latrell Mitchell's racist troll from all games, cutting their attendance by half. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 22 of the 2019 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 331 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? I'm AIDS ridden. It's true. I mean, I don't know if you said it on the show, but I mean, certainly, you know, privately you've been quite proud of the fact that I, this I, winter this winter, you evaded AIDS uh, successfully and then you walked in here right at the end of the season. I am the West Tigers' finals hopes of sickness. And you were... You were so confident that you were going to get through this season without without getting without getting oh. AIDS that you pretty much on the weekend went down to Philadelphia and and sucked every dick from the Rocky statue to fuck to fucking Gino's fucking cheesecake shop cheesesteak shop and and uh, as a result one of those dicks was obviously Tom Hanks's and probably Antonio Banderas got to go in there as well and look at you now keloids all over your place yep. having fancy dress parties with your gay mates before you die. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've I've pretty much been gargling Charlie Sheen's bathwater. <laughs> so I'm on the tail end of it. So, um, oh, that's good. Shout out to the good friend pharmacist I have that give you the stuff with the pseudo. Gives, gives me the fucking the proper stuff. The Sudanese. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Yes, yeah, so. the suit of it was real Sudanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking! Yes. Um. So no story time. No week. story time this week because, well, I mean, but that leads even to a partial story story time where there's the one who had some silly fucking silly fucking name like you know Sharkeisha or fucking something. Yeah, yeah let's just right. call let's call let's just call her Sharkeisha for the the stupidity of it. She had she had a I may be conflating things, but I mean, I feel like she had a name as as, as, as stupid as Josh McGuire's wife. I mean, yeah, up, yeah, yeah, probably one of those ballparks. Um, yeah, so I was chatting to one and you know she was sort of hinting that that i hadn't asked her out and i said to her, look i fucking told you i'm sick i've got man flu and i've been going on about how exaggerated it was yeah and i said give, give me a week or so to get over these aids and uh and we'll see what we can do about catching up and the response came back that was like um I don't think you can no, get no, it. Then she, then she goes, yeah. "Oh no, yeah, no, uh, I, I don't, I don't think anyone wants AIDS." And I said, "Exactly. That's why I said, give me a week." And she goes, uh, "I don't think you can get over AIDS within a week." Like, oh fuck! And this is where, being a Tinder guy, over thirty-five, you got to fight every instinct you have. Well, you were just telling me that you know you just. To yeah, to to, to combat a, re, a a recent a recent run, yeah, you, you you lowered the age thing, and this is what the this is what fucking sneaks through the door. It is when and you lower the age. But see, here's the thing, fucking dummies. Here's the thing. 
you know, whereas every fibre of your being just wants to fucking school <laughs> yeah. that person. There's like a couple of inches of your being that, that wants you just to fucking hold your tongue until they get a run. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing, you know, it... If I had to play chess against your cat, I'd feel fairly confident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see so, what happens with that. So, yeah. Hate fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, news this week. Uh, what have we got? Um, there's a couple of guys that uh, have been inducted into the uh, into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, over, over the last couple of days. And... Uh, Including Danny Buderis, Stacey Jones, Ruben Wiki, and Craig Young, all of all of whom are, are very worthy. And I like the fact that this Hall of Fame thing is more of a you know because before you know we had the, the immortal thing before, which was this rarefied tier in which very few players could get in, and anyone did who did was like a a massive fucking debate. And it also seemed to be, you know, from those from previous eras where, you know, the, the, like the the standout players were probably more of a standout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the gap between Eric Growth Senior and others in his position at the time, yeah, was probably larger than you get nowadays. Yeah, in your outside backs. But I like the, I like this uh, this is like the lower barrier of entry. Yes, in the. Uh in the, the, with the Hall of Fame situation, um, you know, I'm still not, I'm not, I'm still not like a giant fan of the amount of non-playing, yeah, inductees that we're likely to see. Because <coughs> I swear, I mean, industries will they'll all be in there by like in ten years' time. Yeah, they'll have to fucking hire some new people just to. This is the point I made. How many new entrants and therefore potential Hall of Fame inductees do you get into the NRL every year? Yeah. Know. Yeah, rookies are coming through every single year. Oh, know. we get guys making their debut weekly. You exactly. know, like, yeah. and and how long does it take you to do a full roster rollover? Five years. Yeah, depends on the club, I suppose. And you know, there are. Oh, but uh, it would be rare that because the three hundred club. No, I suppose it's getting less rare, but um, you know, how many new journalists come in? Well, you know, it's dying in it. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, someone posted in the Facebook group some fucking clown that's written an article that Robbie Farah is the greatest player to ever don a um, West jersey. Is that that is that talking like merged merged, merged entity only? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I would have thought that you know Benji'd have him covered, but but that's this is what I'm saying. At, at some stage, that cunt's going to be eligible for nomination into the Rugby League Hall of Fame. Yeah, and that's his contribution. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he'll get and he'll get in too because you know that's well, that's there won't yeah. be anyone left. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bar. I mean, I dare I say the bar would be too low. He'll be like the fucking Wally of inductees. You know, he's kind of he's one of the guys. Like, I would not I would not have any objection at all to Robbie Farah being on a ballot. I think the amount of games he's played, and you know the you know the amount of games he's played at rep level and everything, means he should certainly be on the ballot. However, the rep games he's played, yeah, that's and it. and everything else should be the thing that me- separates him from being on the ballot to actually getting in there. Exactly, you know. So, uh, 
what else to talk about um stripping rule to be reviewed i had someone on the facebook group uh, mention that as a possible thing to ask uh ask us this week and you know what i'm i'm fine with it i mean it hasn't fucking burned me yet personally uh i know that there's you know on the weekend there were there were uh, you know a couple of situations where it, it was used to great effect and i mean it's definitely a tactic now where one guy will go in and just have a fiddle around and see if he can get see if he can get a good go yeah. on the ball. And if he feels like he's got it, then he's he like, you know, get off and drops off. Yeah, drop yeah. off and then, you know, and, and, and yeah, that's a, it's it's a good tactic. Yeah, and I mean, and I like things. It just I just wonder if this. I mean, obviously the the, the two things don't correlate up, up with each other, but just as a general vibe, I wonder if this was like the the same sort of situation when they went to um they they shifted from unlimited tackles. And make to, five. To, yeah, yeah. to make it to make it like more of a con, more of a more of a uh, a restriction or a contest on on possession of the ball. Yep. And then now this is like the next level of that because I mean now it's yeah. like on a tackle by tackle basis. Yep. You've got some people that are proving to be quite good under this new regime of uh, if they don't get this if they don't get the strip, you can see they're in there having a fucking red hot crack yeah, every time they it. every time they're on uh, in in a tackle. Um, and so you know, I'm, I don't, I don't object to it. I, at the end of the day, anything that makes things more uncertain and like more exciting, yeah, and more of a con, a, con, a micro contest within the, yep. the the greater contest. Yeah, I'm all for it. I yeah. mean, what 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 do you got against excitement? And, and there's there's two parts of this. The reason it's up this week is because fucking Robbo had a big bitch in the press conference after yeah. it, and let's call that out for what it was. You know, the Roosters won that game, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of areas, though, that they were relatively poor in, yep. and he just needed to control the narrative. Yes. You know, Robbo is many things. He's a very good leader, and he's also very good at managing a story or a narrative. And so he decided then and there, and there were three in the game. Mm-hmm. The three? Yeah, three. Um, he decided then and there that that was going to be the talking point coming out of that game. Yep, and and you know, it's, and that's what's happened. And 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 let's not get things twisted for one minute. It's not about coaches having a whinge about something. It's co- it's coaches controlling the narrative, and also coaches exerting pressure on referees to not do things that they don't want. Yeah, done against them in future encounters. Exactly, and so which is a same, which is which is why you'll see you know before people are going to play the storm, you'll see people start attacking. Yep. you know the storm and the wrestle and things like that. Manly going to play the storm on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Match Max Krillich comes out and, like, and and starts talking yeah. shit about Cameron Smith about what a cheat he is and all the stuff yeah, he does in the ruck. It. I mean, this stuff just happens. Yeah, it's it's just all part of it, and the media yeah. starve for clicks and controversy and whatever. They'll they'll print anything that these guys say. Yeah, they, I mean they they'll, they'll if they give them something to say, I mean it's great. They don't have to do their job. And and here's the thing: anything you put up in rugby league as a you know media source, yeah, is going to be polarizing. Yeah, the only logical view to have of this is it's a rule that the NRL have bought in. Mm-hmm. It has another dynamic to the game. Yep. You can't say that there has been an overwhelm like it it's not like, you know, one happens every third set. Yep. So it's it's just becoming a stripathon. Oh, I mean, you get like a couple it, of game yeah. successfully maximum. Maybe. Maximum. That's it. At the absolute outside. Yeah. You know? Um then there's also instances where they go wrong, where they come and the ball spills and it's called a knock on against the team that was trying to strip. Yeah. You know, so 
<coughs> um, I'm completely fine with the stripping rule. As, as long as it's like anything else, referee consistently. Yep. Uh, what else have we got here? The uh, the Facebook slur against Latrell Mitchell that he published on Instagram. <coughs> so I think, I, firstly, fantastic for Latrell for bringing it to light. And I saw other guys like Joel Thompson as well, you yep. know, sort of tweeting about it as well. Fantastic, uh, as they should, bring that shit to light. Don't let these fucking cunts hide behind a veil, you know, internet anonymity, etc. Um, you know... Th- while I th- while in practice, I find it hard to hard to implement all these sorts of you know like life bans from this and that. Are, you know, fantastic, do it. Mm. And uh, I'm just glad. I'm glad, he, especially after the fucking year he's had in terms of just like you know media and you know uh, like just you know the, the pressure and things he's been subjected to over form and you know Origin and all that sort of stuff. It's almost uh, it's like good- there's two Latrells. There's one Latrell that's you know in the city playing. And then, like a younger version of Latrell, back out in Taree, new to the world. <laughs> you know, even that young Latrell's yeah. guidance is coming from somebody very, very young. Um, yeah, but good on him for calling it out. And uh, and we also had Josh McGuire's uh, wife uh, striking out against uh, you know death threats that her husband has has received uh, over over his on field behaviour. I have to wonder, has someone actually said, I am going to fucking break into your house and kill you? <laughs> or has someone said, this cunt needs a fucking bullet, he's such a grub? <laughs> yeah. Because that's not a death threat. No. That's just that's, that's, that's just someone, you know- It's, factu- part, of the, it's part of the common <laughs> vernacular. Yeah. That's just someone spe- speaking, you know, truth, really. Or, you know, could have been plenty of people saying fucking, you know, come and try and- Gouge my eyes. Yeah, gouge my eyes and fucking see. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. One thing, and I'll. There's a common factor that I, I long for and I crave for, and I will fight for this in all forms of life is consistency. And so, Mrs. Maguire, mm-hmm. you fucking dumb shit, unless you have sat down with your grub cunt husband and shown him pictures of players cuddling their sons and said, this man is a father and a brother and a son and a son-in-law and a cousin and somebody's fucking best mate's great uncle aunt's great great grandmother's fireman. Every time he's gouged some cunt's eye out, don't do it about people fucking saying words yeah, yeah. About your husband. Yeah. You know? It for fuck like how much of a fucking thought bubble do you live in where you don't see what he does Yeah. And not understand that it and it wasn't random. It's not like he just played a game and he like if he had, had a cracking performance and demolished the Broncos and it was Broncos fans going, Oh, I never fucking liked him anyway and this and kill him and da 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 da. Yep, that's one thing. Have the shits. Yep. If he'd have had a shocking game and it was Cowboys fans running at him. Yep. Have the shits. But it was after he fucking eye gouged someone again. Yeah. And I like, and I, you know what? I like the fact that they're like, okay, you 
you you've got off lightly, you've got off lightly, you've got off lightly. Now you fucking get now you're yeah. paying not for just for this time, but this is a clear pattern. This is like what the third, fourth time this year. Yeah. And uh and you, so you know, you're getting a break. Well having said that, he almost single handedly won that fucking game for the Cowboys yeah. with that grub shit. Yeah, because true. he got he had Pacquiao <coughs> Jr. so fucking triggered. Yeah. With his bullshit. Yep. That he fucked him out of his games. The boy Pango, yeah, gave up a penalty that should yep. have been the game losing penalty for the yep. Broncos, you know. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll get to the, the rest of the, the the comings and goings in that game afterward. But yeah, I mean that's when that's when that level of grubness. I mean, and like Adam Blair's had games like that as well, where like just there's a level of grubness where until that eye gouge, he was like, yeah, he was pretty much you know within. He was just being a, yeah. you know, just a rough, you know, lippy cunt, you know, and and firing, you know. But, but it, it shouldn't be a fucking leap, right, mm. for him to sit down. At. Now, again, mental health is a real thing and it needs to be addressed. Yep. In every fucking industry. Mm-hmm. But if what you're claiming is abuse is a direct result of something you've done which is the wrong outside thing. the rules of yeah, yeah, and not even just and re- outside and, the rules and repeat. Well, it's, I mean, it's not even. It's, it's, I mean, it's outside the rules, but it's like also like one of those things where it's like fucking. It's underhanded. Should never it's be. Dirty, yeah, yeah. It's grubby. It's outside yeah. the rules. Outside the spirit of the game. Yeah, I mean, outside of you know there are, you know the the obligations that you know you may not invite, but have to acknowledge exist as like you know like a role model of, yep. you know that sort of thing you know at, at some stage there <clears throat> needs to be a yeah okay that's why this is happening yeah you know it it's a complete opposite to Latrell Latrell's just happening because of something that's completely out of his control yeah you know the colour of his skin something yep. that he has nothing to do with yeah the Maguire thing's completely All under his direct control result everything of his about it is his yep. control yeah so yeah, fucking have a good long hard look at yourself, both of you. Well, you know what the answer. You know what they. You know what they need to do, right? They need, to go, they need to have a fucking meeting. They certainly do. I mean, they need to. They need to take his own advice. Yes. And uh, and and as a as a pair of fucking losers. Yes. They need to have a fucking meeting. <coughs> um, what else did we have here? I think I'm sure there was something else. Oh yes, Sean Lane. So this uh. These photographs have just come out over the last couple of days, I presume. Um, allegedly, uh, were, were taken like you know last year, late like late, late last year sometime. And um, Sean Lane with uh, you know what, what bag bag of white white substance. substance. Perhaps it's the perhaps it's the fucking Oktoberfest fucking peppermint whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's honestly that's where I'd be going with it <laughs> because it worked so well in the other one. Yeah. <laughs> But um, look, it has been said. I'm sure I've said it on the show, but it has been said of Sean Lane by fellow players <laughs> that he is the dumbest fucking, <laughs> one of the dumbest fucking players that they've ever played with, and he just continues to uh, keep bringing that to life, yeah, <laughs> and, and showing that for the uh, for the immutable truth it is. Um, <laughs> And I guess or apparently I, I only briefly saw the headline, but I, I believe that the you know, journalists were coming to get comment and everything from training after training today, and he's and he's trying to tear off in his car and almost fucking clean someone up. No, 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 no. Is that, no, that's, that that's, what, that's what that's what the um, gist of the headline was. But so what re- what happened was they'd look to get him out of training early. 
Get him in and out quick. Because right, yep. there was a there was a media scrum. Oh, to beat the rush or whatever. Outside. Yep. Um, funnily enough, drives a fucking brown Toyota Camry. Well, look, I'm, I'm not, not exactly the Miami Vice of fucking yeah automobiles. Well, I'm yeah, I am not the. Uh, but uh, I'm not the person that's going to say you know to these young players, you know, don't be frugal, you know. <laughs> oh no, I know, but you need say, to have a fucking like some fucking gullwing. <laughs> like that's it. When the Lamborghini. When the fucking you know uh, what are they? What are they called? Integrity unit. Yeah. Comes, comes knocking. Yeah. He just needs to show him his car in the driveway, and they're just like, no, no drugs. Or conversely, they could be saying, "Oh yeah, cocaine is not cheap at the moment," <laughs> and so clearly his these car indicates that he's diverting his money into something else. <laughs> And as we look around the Sean Lane premises, we can say it, it's something not tangible. I'll tell you what, with all the stuff the furniture's made of here, we can guarantee you there are no terrorist stabbing attacks likely in this house because of all the milk crates. Um, yeah, they've tried to get him out of training uh, and there was someone you know, who was in a, a blue and gold Jackets so yep. looked to be an employee of the club. Yep. Um, walked out onto the road to stop. Oh, to actually to give him, to give him to a, a valet exit plan. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And an old mate in the jackets waved him to go and Sean's gone to go. And some fuckhead it's just going around, yeah. has just gone around the guy and almost- so, oh, you, say, you, mean, you, mean, you, mean, you mean some some c- civilian yeah. who- recognises a guy in Parramatta jersey and does not recognise him as an authorised road controller, <laughs> traffic controller, decides to say, fuck you, get off the road, can't, I'm going where I'm going because i got places to be. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I can't imagine he gets away from this scot-free. Uh, hopefully, you know, it proves to be a massive disruption for Parramatta's finals campaign. Yes. And uh, You know what, though? Gives Penrith the chance to get a little bit higher. Here's, here's my fucking wet dream. Okay. I would love for New South Wales Police mm-hmm. to go to the Telegraph yep. and say, we are now going to forensically audit your computers okay, to establish exactly when yeah, okay. these photos came into your possession. Yep. Because by you sitting on evidence, fuck, I don't know, I'm not an officer of the law. But like, isn't there something where you like you're hampering a potential investigation or withholding yeah. evidence or oh, I'm, fucking I'm sure. yeah. something? Yeah. Because I find it very fucking hard to believe that this is hit Just a month this- before finals. Yeah. When Parramatta, the week after Parramatta, have guaranteed themselves a final spot. Yeah. It just does not pass the fucking sniff test. The only thing for me, the only the only thing for me that maybe indicates that it hasn't been, you know, a case of being sat on for a period of time, is that Parramatta play Manly soon, like in what two, you know, two weeks. So, do you reckon it was someone at Manly? No, I'm saying they could have released it then and wrote both in there if they wanted to get the clicks. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you'd get any more clicks. Yeah. Based on that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, although what you've just brought up in terms of someone at Manly trying to derail para. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that vindictive. No, but also, and also I think that again would be, did come out that week. Yeah, you know what I mean? It. Yeah, it would come out that um, week. So, 
yeah, it it's too coincidental. Yeah, that the week and it's and it's and it's and it's and it's ridiculous for us to say, oh, these fucking players never learn. Look what happened to fucking you know big puppy and everything. Well, because this is obviously he's done well, this he'd done this he'd done yeah. it beforehand most probably. But still, I mean, if the last if the last you know six to eight months. Uh, are are a, yeah. uh, an example to players. I mean, you would you would assume that, uh, yeah, get on get on fucking. Here's the thing: though. a more secure app, you know, or how about the, not take photos and share stuff because clearly allegiances can fucking ebb and flow with the tides, and, and photos get released. It fucking looks like it, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Here's the thing: what potential benefit is there to to the person that had that photo? Yep. Right. What's the, what's the benefit to them of getting it to the telly? Money. Yeah. They're, they're going to be paid. Get a lazy 10K or something. So, is the person that was at a drug party with footy players- Yep. At a stable financial situation in their life and all of a sudden just come across hard times, may, maybe yeah. their, you know, their dog got hit by a car and they've got some high vet bills and the only way they can get it- is by uh is by pointing this asset that they please <laughs> fucking please yeah I I would my dick would be so hard that I would rupture vessels if the police went into the telegraph and said yeah we, we need to check that you've only actually had this because yeah. you've and you know isn't there some fucking uh, truth organisation for media that comes in because they've all said. That the, the photos have come to light in the past yeah. days. Yeah. Fucking yeah, so it's defined, bullshit. Yeah, defined. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, let's not get away from the fact that uh, that Sean Lane is fucking dumb, and uh, it's just another 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 dumb brick in the fucking gigantic wall of stupidity yeah. that's been built over you know I can't even say over like the last six or so months because really it was all like you know the last couple of last three months of last year or you know. The yeah. you know the two months either side of Christmas or something like that you know and this that was a period the stuff that's come out mm. would just be the tip of the fucking Frataterberg like imagine all the stuff that's under there buried that will never come out because there's inseparable yeah. mates like fucking you know Moses and Tedesco and oh, yeah. they don't like Brooks anymore but yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you just imagine what what if Snapchat had have existed in like 1990. Like, can you imagine the fucking dark shit that Freddie Fittler? <laughs> I mean, yeah, back then they had to get the shit processed to fucking Kmart at <laughs> the photo lab at Big W. So, <laughs> rabbit photo. Yeah, so, so, yeah, it probably it wasn't as easy. <laughs> yes. But yes. Um. Yeah. Just uh. Just don't fucking. You know, there are rules. There are rules to 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 the game. I wrote me a manual. Yep. Just a- uh, Step-by-step yeah, step booklet. Yep. Exactly. Maybe maybe you should uh, self-publish that on, on Kindle and uh, and see if you can get some sort of deal with the NRL by, by which it's- uh, Dad's Commandments. <laughs> what? <'Cause- Ugh. laughs> Because the stepdad's commandments, I mean, they don't, it's not it's not like a, a holistic. It doesn't it doesn't cover everything. But perhaps you can add some chapters on how to you know when when you know when you're booting booting rascals and yeah you know yeah. look I will plagiarize a little one. Don't let no one know how much dough you hold. Ah <laughs> uh, fuck! I think that's it for the news at the moment. Is there anything else you want to talk about on the news side of things? Not really. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,
recaps started on Thursday night. 1,300 teeth. The Broncos, 18, defeated the Cowboys, 14, in front of a good crowd of just over 17,500. The uh, Broncos, 18, tries to Milford, Fafita, and uh, Jake Turpin. Three conversions to Isako. The Cowboys, 14, came from tries to Shane Wright and Jake Clifford. Clifford with a couple of conversions and a penalty goal. Like this was a, you know, it was it was a game that never really hit any heights, although it did end up, you know, with that close margin, exciting scrambly sort of finish. Yep. Um, there's a bit of fucking chaos at the end there too. I mean, that whole situation with the when the Cowboys guy, I can't remember who was on the ground, like trying to reel that ball in. They just got fucking yeah. Re- they just got held back by somebody. Yeah. I think it was Milford. Just like rolled them back. Like it, that would have been falling the ball game. You know, that would have been a game at that point. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, the, the Cowboys did themselves no favours in this. If, if no. you look at the game overall, yep. they probably had the better of the running in, yep. in terms of patches, but they'd done themselves enough damage early on. The fucking hands were terrible. Yep. The Broncos on the other side as well. Again, I've, I've said this almost every game they've played. They're lacking that leader, and and I think they're all looking to Milford. I think yeah. they're looking to, and the, there's a lot of things you can you can look at or, or that might give away a little bit of insight. But one of the things, and it's one of my pet peeves, that when somebody does enough to create second phase play, yeah, the person that gets that offload, their first instinct is pass. Yep. Whereas players that are feeling confident and and looking to to play in your face sort of football. They might pass, but they'll run first. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll just, just yeah. move. You know, it's just okay. Because usually, when it, when there's a, an offload, especially a late offload, takes place. I mean, you know, the te- the line's already retreating the ten for the That's tackle it. that they think is yeah. affected. And so, you know, a late offload will usually allow you to you know bite off at least you know like another sort of eight to ten yeah, meters, and then from that. Who knows what sort of broken line situation emerges yeah. and can go from there? But I mean, if you're just passing it straight away, it's like, yeah, they can sit and watch you do it. And normally, the because just as the defensive lines retreated, yeah, the offensive lines out getting set as well, yeah. So the person that you're passing to is flat footed, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it, like it's probably it's it's no it's, I mean, you're, you're not, just not taking advantage of that first little moment of where oh, they don't realise it's been yeah they don't yeah. realise the ball has been offloaded. And the last 15 of the first half, the role sort of switched around and the Broncos were absolutely terrible as well. Um, just error after error after penalty after penalty after mm-hmm. error after error. Uh, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, the Broncos stuck in there. And as much as I fucking hate to give him any sort of credit, you know, Lodge seems to be putting in the yards. Yep. I guess. He's not doing anything spectacular. I still don't have wraps on him in terms of, you know, people are talking for origin selection and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have, have wraps on him or his play style that big. Um, but he was doing enough. He he was putting in. Um, you know, you, you mentioned previously, is Pangai just a fucking bigger, stupider Chambers? <laughs> I don't know about that, but... um. He certainly, I mean, it's and like, you know, Maguire, 
is you know he was he's a, he was at the Broncos, so yeah. he, he's he's probably got he 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 knows where all the skeletons are. Like, so he can he, he, he can say a little baby dick. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's got he know he knows the things that wind up the guys, yeah. and so yeah, there would have been no doubt that he would have been chirping in his ear. But the the fact that he actually bit down on the bait, that's it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, because he is a known he's a known fucking grub and mm. known pest. So surely people know that, and you're like, he's going to be trying to do this. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to give him that. Yeah. And uh, and but Pangai, he he took a bite. He bit the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, just he, he fucking you know giving away crucial shit. Like you know he was he lo- losing his head and dropping the ball. Yep. You know giving away that penalty. He just fuck he fucking owned him. Mm. But you know luckily I mean luckily for Pangai that that sort of thing's not going to get remembered because. You know, Maguire ended up getting suspension out of it, and uh, you know the Broncos ended up stealing a, you know, an undeserved or you know debatably deserved, but you know, late victory all the same. Can you imagine where they'd be? Have have a think about all those games. My counts at at least five that they won based on borderline calls. Yeah, getting fifty fifties right. Yeah. Right when I need it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That, they'd be spooners. Yeah. Yeah, who would? Yeah, so. Hmm. Sliding doors. Uh, yes. If I can put, uh, put uh, Maguire's head in a sliding door and slamming it. Uh, oh, sorry. Not till he died, though. I mean, I'd hate that to be misconstrued as a death threat. Yeah. Well, Just no, put, until... Putting his head in a sliding door yeah. is simply an allegory for you to be showing him that his life can take different parts. Correct. And that the choice really is in his hands. And, and he's uh, the master of his own destiny. And those paths could, one path could be life and the other could be death. <laughs> <laughs> one could be a life. The other could be a wood chipper. Yes, that's right. Where he could throw logs into to put onto the garden. <laughs> and then you need to fertilise that, <laughs> that garden. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to keep the grubs away <laughs> permanently. <laughs> Little Buffalo on Twitter said, uh, the quality of this game is showing these are definitely top 14 teams. <laughs> hashtag shit derby. Hashtag Queensland bottom four. And yes, the, <coughs> the Broncos won the uh, the meaningless fucking participation trophy because the teams are based in Queensland that yet Titans aren't allowed to play for. Yeah. It- but, uh, you know... Enjoy that ribbon. Elvie, uh, 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 Milfraud proving once again he can't kick field goals when they actually mean something. And that was when they were going into half time. He was going, to, it was, he, was t- he took a, a crack. Mm. It wasn't a bad looking shot, though. I'll give you that. It had a bit of a slice on it. But uh, Mr. Underscore Sharkmeister, Broncos are so pus. Not puss as in fucking pussy, pussies. Pus as in a yellowish infected tissue consisting of bacteria. <laughs> Uh, Max on Facebook said, "Is Shibasaki the new Lachlan Maranta?" Look, um, yes, he it's is. it's very rare when the Broncos will debut a guy and he becomes almost universally reviled within their own fan base <laughs> within half a dozen games. But I've I've seen them them cursing his inclusion uh, in this week coming up as well. He's fucking like really, you know. Here's the thing: become a fucking solid player. Before you get out there with your fucking Terence Trent, the Arby haircut. Yeah. 
Uh, Carsten said, I prefer, I prefer to fuck Pauline before I rewatch this shit show. <laughs> Which I find hilarious from a non-Australian, dare I say German. <laughs> I may, perhaps he means, it's, it, there's, perhaps there's like no sarcasm in that at all. That's a straight up statement of like, meant to be taken on face value. <laughs> My train would run on time straight into Pauline station. <laughs> I love the fact that just through rugby league and social media, yeah. he just gets Australia. <laughs> like, just oh, gets he's, it. He's, he's throwing out Pauline, Pauline Hanson jokes. And talk, yeah, oh, just it's it's fantastic. That, that I mean, he he is the 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 poser child. It's like someone you know that you can you can educate someone. Yeah, <laughs> via the medium of rugby league. That's it. There's your fucking success story. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I mean, there's a couple of others dotted around the globe as well. But I mean. You know, when talking about someone is like as un as 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 removed from rugby league as one could possibly start, yeah. I think. You know, That's it. like yeah, from a country and living in a country both that that have no real rugby league presence to speak of. Like we grew up with fucking Tina Turner. He grew up with fucking Ricola ads. And uh, and uh, what's her fucking name? Was it Nina? The 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 ninety nine love belongs. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's German, not Swiss. Yeah, he lives German, in living in Switzerland. Yeah, Ricola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Warriors twenty-four jagged against the mighty Manly Seagulls sixteen at Mount Smart. Terrible crowd, fucking New Zealand. Picky game up, just over nine and a half thousand. The um, fucking a couple of them got massacred. There's not as many. Oh, okay. So ordinarily there would have been like you know. Just under ten thousand, and uh, uh, just just under nine thousand seven hundred, and there was just under nine thousand six hundred there today it was <laughs> on, on Friday. Sorry, religious diversity day. It's uh, <laughs> smart. Uh, double double to uh, the Ken Marmalo, uh Try to soggy Sayo and uh, Jazz Tavanga. Uh, Chanel Harris defeated three conversions and a penalty goal. Uh, Manly tries to uh, Thompson and a double to Ruben Garrick. Probably about a double in two minutes. Uh, two or three conversions for Garrick. Can you please talk me through the signing of Cody Nicarima to the Warriors? Now it's not looking like the now. Now it's looking like a silly thing because they had him all. They they had Harris Devita all along. And it was almost like Cody Nicarima was the one that they were. But he debuted before they bought. Yeah, yeah, Nicarima. yeah, yeah. He did, but I mean, uh, they uh, look. I mean, the Warriors. I don't think that we need. I don't think we should be talking about the Warriors in terms of this side that makes incredibly good recruitment and retention of local yeah, local player, homegrown player players. Yeah, you, when you think of the ones that they've let go, I don't think we can talk about them as like. Wow, these guys are ordinarily so good at identifying their yeah, own homegrown true. talent and retaining it. Uh, no, no, and they're it's, not. It's just there were so many odd things about it. Like he wasn't a world beater at the Broncos. I he, think it was just a matter of that they 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 perceived the the they perceived that they had a deficiency in the halves, and Nicarima was obviously getting moved on by the Broncos, and so they sort seeing, of are we seeing this all wrong? And they're actually an honourable club. And he was on the outer and couldn't get a contract. And they said, "Look, you're a fucking Kiwi, so come home and yeah, maybe." And the other thing is, you know, now I think the way the the way they can look at it is that 
<laughs> Isaac Luke doesn't have a fucking long time left to go, so now we've got to, you know, we can chuck you know Nicarima in there. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a half. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to put myself in their in their mindset. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm just like maybe by putting myself in in their mindset, I'm trying to justify why they spent the fucking money. <laughs> But like onto the onto the game at hand though, I mean pissing down rain, fantastic conditions to you know levelers uh, mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of you know cutting down teams and putting them on a more even playing field. But I mean, Manly did not. And the Warriors, it was like one of those games. This is the what the way you would have expected the Warriors to play the weekend after Christchurch. Yeah. yeah. That's like it. this is like oh fuck we got you know and you know we're just going to put in and we're going to just put we, we're going to put if not our best skill forward we're going to at least put forward our best possible physical effort for 80 minutes yeah and that, and that's what they did and you had the conditions that basically took a lot of like you know the enterprising and like attacking flair out of the game for both sides and it became a much simpler sort of game and um and it, it just their their single just their enthusiasm was enough mm. to get him there. I mean, Manly had to shuffle around some weird shit, like um, losing the uh, the uh, the red goat, Brad Parker, uh, early early in the game. Did uh, it come out injury. where he fucking hurt himself? Because that was one of the biggest sniper jobs. Mm, it was, yeah, it, it had, I mean... Was it just how he turned as he... Well, I believe he has, I believe he has history there anyway. In terms of like you know knee injuries, and I guess it's you know it's like you know wet weather. He got he got fucking slammed too though. Like he, there was a time there where because you know the way he just crashes through, tries to crash through the fucking line when he's uh, and just belts himself. But I think that that time there where he took that tap, I think it was just a, it's just a simple like wet weather thing. Something's just slipped the wrong way, and Oof. you know. But like it was just he he knew like fucking yeah. Instantly, yeah. I mean, and then, but then they said it was something like it wasn't like a ligament; it was like it was like a cartilage thing or something, and he's only out okay. for two weeks or something. Yeah, so okay. it's weird, but I mean, it was one of those ones where he's like, you know, couldn't walk off the field, sort of thing. Mm. So you know, it's kind, it was kind of a strange one. But uh, as a result, you know, we ended up putting a you know, a second row in the in the centres, which basically meant the left yeah. side was fucking <laughs> was, was cooked. For, that was that for the game, yeah. and I mean, it just makes things a whole a whole lot easier. But I mean, the Warriors just just a, a, a massive a massive effort. The, the, all the credit goes to them for you know to a man putting in a massive effort and maintaining it. And it's kind of like what you would expect the Warriors to be week in, week out, not this mm. special occasion thing yeah. where they have to get fucking, you know, revved and chewed out, you know, by the entire country for a week Good on you to, to marshal and credit when it is due. That's look, that's 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 my go. I mean, <coughs> I, uh, I I don't always dispense credit, but when I do dispense it. It is, when, it is when it is due. Mm. And uh, and on this occasion, I give them uh, great credit. I give, once again, um, I love the uh, the belief in the Manly side that they're never out of a contest and they pull themselves you know, to 18-16 and they fucking, if not for, like, you know, there was a, I think there was a drop ball from, from uh, was a drop ball from Ciro, I think, you know, in the half that sort of put him under pressure and there was a forward pass from dummy half in a set. If not for those, like just fucking momentum killers. I mean, they had every chance of winning that game when they did not deserve to because they didn't start fucking playing until twelve mm. minutes out from the end of the game. Um, but at this time of year, when you want a wake up call, I mean, 
it's a perfect time for a wake-up call, especially when you've got games coming up. Uh, you've got a game against the Storm coming up. You've got a game against uh, the Raiders coming up, which are two of those sort of you know contenderish games. And then you've also got a game against uh, the Eels coming up, which is like a jostling for table position game. So when like three of your last four games are big fucking games, it's good to have the wake-up call now and you know stop yeah, stop reading it. your fucking press and because that is that is a thing that i mean that sort of happened last year a bit and um obviously you know it just just back under the fucking radar let desi uh do what he does and uh back up this week bitches um i'll tell you all i'll say about this one there was a great moment and a horrific moment tavita's fucking hit on effort face. Yeah, that was like a that was almost worth a sin bin, I think. Get fucking blind blindsiding a playmaker like that. It's just not on in the fucking modern game. Yeah, but he hadn't released the ball. If he'd have pa- <laughs> if he'd have passed the ball. Yeah, he probably, he probably would have, yeah. yeah. If like, if he'd have been smart enough, that's what that's all that you gotta do now. If he yeah. because he saw him coming yeah, at the yeah. last second. Yeah. If he'd have just thrown a pass yeah. as soon as he saw him coming, <laughs> instant sin Change the game. <laughs> instant sin bin. Um Worst part was, I, first time round, I uh, had the um, app going in the car. Yeah, do it. Fucking hell! When Cherry Evans goes to, can they not mic up referees, please, for future manly games? <laughs> yeah. I just like to bring your attention that there was a fucking incident about eighteen minutes ago back down there. And I just want to point out that here, and this play was coming on this angle, and the referee goes, "Fuck off, Daly." He goes, oh, yeah, no, no, but I've just got a second to talk to you now, so I'm just going to bring this up as well. It's like he's got a fucking list of love letters that he's been writing down <laughs> for eight fucking years. I'll tell you just- what, though, when you fucking start, when you when you start, like, you know, giving TED Talks to referees, it, it's like that that extra 30 seconds to a minute of fucking breathing time for the forwards, it's like a godsend. Do you know, do you know what? <laughs> Anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, go to a special school tomorrow, find... An autistic kid and say, "How's your day?" <laughs> and then just wait. You'd be like a fucking that dude in the MTV ad from the eighties. The fucking speaker goes and his hair's blowing back. <laughs> Fuck me. Ah, oh, where are we? Um, King Chinius on Twitter. Uh, we should make him change his Instagram handle and everything too because I see him liking up my shit on Instagram and I'm like, <coughs> I'm like fuck, you know what Levy is? You fucking genius. Change your Instagram handle as well, bitch. <laughs> yeah, RTS uh, greater than T-Turbo. Don't fucking at me. That's right. No one will. That's true. Um, Devonhead, without even reading my timeline, I bet 80% of Manly fans are blaming Sexy Trent for that loss. <laughs> and uh, I actually replied to him and said, uh, that's actually a fucking great angle. Thank you. Because <laughs> 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 it, it is funny the week that Trent wants credit. There you go. Can't there's something to take credit for? You fuck it. And then the Sean Lane thing as well. I mean, he's probably doing the fucking lines off his fucking gazebo. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, mate. Uh, Dominic on Facebook. Our ponytail was much stronger than your ponytail. Manly's going to have nightmares of CHT. I don't think so, mate. Um, Clevo, Manly got be- Manly got beaten because of a kicked rally towel. Come back to haunt Nate. What's a kicked rally? Well, I wonder I kick a ra- when, when, a kicked towel rally towel. What does that fucking even mean? I don't understand the reference. Explain yourself, Clevo. Explain yourself. I didn't kick no rally rally towels. I've, I got a Broncos rally towel from that that immortal first rally did towel some, game. Did someone in, in the Manly team kick a towel. I don't fucking know. No. I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what Clevo's talking about. Um, I'm sure he can uh, 
tell us so. The Panthers 26 defeat the Sharks 20 at Panther Stadium, just under 11,000 in attendance. The Panthers 26 tries to uh, Cleary, Naden, and uh, double to Dylan Edwards. Cleary, four conversions and a penalty goal. Defeating the Sharks, 20 tries to Wade Graham, Jack Williams, Josh Morris, and uh, Sosia Fecky. Johnson, two of four conversions. This game, I was all set to fucking give massive credit to Penrith. And then the last <laughs> 15 minutes or so happened. <coughs> yeah. Because they were actually not perfect, but they were. They were just, it was like the best... I don't know. I don't know when when Cronulla started coming back, but it was the best minutes of Penrith's season. Yes, in my opinion, um, up to that point, and then they fucking undid all of it by almost putting themselves in a position to lose the fucking game. But I mean, those those minutes where they and it wasn't and it wasn't like they had like you know defended their you know they they you know sat back on their laurels and they were you know put the cue in the rack and all that sort of thing. Mm. It's just Cronulla, Cronulla just Stood started up. standing yeah. up and, and, you know, getting their shit moving the way, that, the way that you would have expected them to from the first minute. But prior to that- Penrith Pan- a couple of times this year and, and late last year as well, have looked a different side when young guys have been promoted to first grade. And while that's a great thing and they're winning games and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's wonderful and oh, it's this young blood in the next generation and, and these guys and it's exciting for the future. It's a fucking scary prospect when your first grade team Can't need, needs people to come in and they boom yeah. and just be so fucking chock full of love for the game and energy and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. excitement yeah. that it drags these other first graders with them. Yeah. That's the concerning part for me. The good thing is, in uh, Matt Burton, we have a tall, somewhat lanky kid that wears headgear, but um, can actually be involved in winning games for his team, (laughs) not just sitting back and being a fucking hype vampire, (laughs) subsisting on the fucking stories written about him, his fucking surprise red hair. Uh, What a fucking debut. Yeah. What a debut for that kid. Like, I'd heard raps on him. I was actually more so looking forward to Lenu playing because he's just, you know, absolutely demolishing the lower grades. But fuck me, Burton just came out. And he's one of those things. The thing I like about young players is their unpredictability. You look at the way that the game's gone now and there's so much, you know, and, and I'm a stats man. I love data. I love stats. But but players now are so concerned with, you know, completed sets and yep. getting this and getting that and da-da-da. You, you don't see the grubber through on the third tackle anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and that means that if you're getting through your set, then by the fifth tackle... The kicks, you know, one of two expected mm-hmm. options, or you know, and run- one and one for Penrith really, because if you get through the end of the set, it's a- <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think the other thing is with Burton, and I'm not taking anything away from the kid; he had a fucking amazing debut. He, the thing that made him look so good is that he played brilliant territorial rugby league as mm-hmm. a half. Yep. Whereas Penrith haven't had that. You know, Cleary is fantastic at midfield bombs, but every now and again, it'd be fucking nice to just see him 
for three sets in a row, just fucking drill a ball into a corner yeah. and start a set off that way. Yeah. You know? um, and and that's what Burton did. He did exactly what Penrith needed him to do at every instance. Of Although, course. with the conditions of this game, which at, uh, yeah, at the time, Sydney was just getting fucking hammered by yeah. swirling, unpredictable gale force winds. The, the 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 actual the midfield the high midfield bomb wasn't a bad option on the night. No, not at all. But- <laughs> <laughs> this is the one time I'll go. Yeah, no, all right. Um, it was custom made conditions. But I'll tell you what, the other superstar of the night was Liam Fucking Martin. If this kid is not everyone's, you know, what do you call the the favourite player from another team? Like, when was the last time that you saw somebody half his size, single handedly? pick up and fucking dump Andrew Fafita on his shit cunt face. <laughs> like, legit. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. With nothing but technique. Yeah. It was pure fucking technique that just owned him. That guy is a fucking game breaker. He's a guy in in three years' time that'll be an absolute leader in that team. Unless we sign him to a five-year or, deal. Or you'll sign him to a five-year deal he and he'd be playing for, <laughs> playing for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's fucking it's so simple. Penrith, watch their hands, control the football, and you, you, know, you see what's possible. Cleary looked to be playing with that much more confidence. Yeah. Um, off, off the back of some very dominant forwards. Uh, but you're right. When when Cronulla stood up, they stood up. And this is like there's, it was almost a mirror image of uh, <coughs> a mirror, it was almost a repeat of the first time you played because yes. you you were fucking that was one of like that was you know your best sixty minutes or something of the season up until to that, you know, stage, to that, yeah, to that stage. And then they yeah. came home and did the same thing except yeah. they just got over the top. That one that one was different. That that was with Tenny Zalesniak giving away a penalty while we were in possession that yeah. really turned the tide. This one was the shark. You know, the sharks got through off a uh, a dubious pass, and really got a roll on and got their momentum. Yeah. And and this may sound funny, but it's probably a win for Penrith that they didn't totally capitulate. You know, they let in almost enough points to fucking yeah. lose the game. Yep. Yeah. But just holding on, just holding on. It was yeah. the fir- first time we've beaten Cronulla since um, uh, Shanta said in it on Twitter since twenty fifteen. That's a while. Mm. We won the trade. Well, I mean, when is the fight? When it? When? When is? I mean, I guess this is unless there's a finals campaign. You know, for both. I guess. I know that this is it now because like Maloney's going. Yeah, Maloney's going. So and they've been okay. So, but I mean, you have split the encounters this this season, one each. Okay, so if if there was, let's say you had AIDS. What are the criteria right? for winning the trade? Let's say you had AIDS. Okay. And somebody gave you a magic spell where you could go and fuck somebody with syphilis and your STD swapped. Right? Okay. And so you had your syphilis for a little while and it caused you some pain, but then you were rid of your syphilis, but they had your AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Who's won that? <laughs> Honestly, both sides are like fucking losers, but one loses more. I don't think anyone's about winning. And if you haven't lost more, you're the winner. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Chris on Facebook said, can't spell gallon without L's. It is true. Shanta, eat a bag of teenage dicks, all caps. <laughs> Special K online, all caps this one. 
Send Chad, send Chad Townsend to fucking Mars. Invite every uncircumcised alien to skull fuck him until he prolapses. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just so much to unpack there. <coughs> what is a prolapse <laughs> in a skull fucking scenario? Is that like those people when they can, they can make their eyes pop out? Like, <laughs> or is it like Total Recall like, when they go outside the dome? <laughs> I think because they would be in the vacuum of space. Mm-hmm. What he means is that that they would skull fuck him, that would remove the eye first and skull fuck him until they created a negative pressure situation which would cause inside the pro- his body, which would cause his anus <laughs> to prolapse out of his eye socket. <laughs> but I'm only guessing. Yeah. I don't even know if that would <laughs> would be called a prolapse. I mean, I'm sure there'd have to be some other kind of magnificent medical term well, for what's that. What's after pro? I don't know. Like amateur, rookie, amateur, pro. How about you? How about you fucking open up your app and find someone who can answer it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry said, uh, "We won the trade because Moylan can't remember he was even traded." <laughs> the uh, Dragons forty defeated the Gold Coast Titans twenty-eight at Jubilee, a crowd of six thousand five hundred thirty-two. The faithful have gone. The Dragons forty tries to Vaughan, a double to Tarek Sims, uh, Frizzle, Ben Hunt, Ewan Aitken, Jason Saab. Widdop six of seven conversions. Titans twenty-eight came through tries to Kelly Proctor, a double to Sammy uh, Riley Jacks as well. Tyrone Peachy four of five conversions. This is a good old-fashioned bottom of the table shootout. Yeah, the Titans were never never in it really to win it but they were also never they weren't blown away to the point where they were well and truly out of the uh, out of the realm of possibility they could come back under at half time it was game on yeah this is the thing I mean they were numerically they were in the game what it was 18-12 at half time I think Mm. wasn't it yeah I mean they were numerically in the game but you just still you you, you know looking at it though you'd be like yeah well dragons you know dragons are all over them but uh yeah, and, you know, the, the second half was more of the same. I mean, the margin, you know, blew out by one more try by the end of the game. But, um, look, does anyone take anything from this? I mean, I feel like the Titans should take take something out of this for, you know, getting their, their coach sacked and being, like, extra fucking shit. And then getting their new, highly successful coach announced mm. and in their two debuts for this guy to say, look, this is, you know, I want to put my hand up. I want to be in your fucking side next year when you get down here. Yeah. And none of them are Mate, we, really- we, spoke, we spoke about this last week. Yeah. They don't need to put their fucking hands up. And here is the problem again, and I'll say yeah. it again, with fucking guaranteed contracts and guaranteed terms at one club for NRL players. Yeah. No one needs to. No one needs to because they're all getting paid and there is nothing the club can do about it. Yep. Apart from give them fucking- bags of coke and snapchat accounts that that's yeah. what the titans need to be doing just should we yeah, actually getting like a social media person is like, oh, this is you know not even not a social media person no like some kind of fucking ethot come in <laughs> and be like this is <laughs> yeah this is get this how you get your dicks on get your dicks out on snapchat here's how we create good this is whatsapp let's create a group for the players yeah <laughs> And, and, what? and, and yeah, you know, on the download, we'll get, you know, like fucking, you know, Mal yeah, needs to- Mal, Mal Inger in the group as well. And then he's like, fucking boom, got gotcha, you, bitch. He just, <laughs> he just needs to fucking Airbnb a mansion yep. somewhere. Deck it out with he, surveillance. He needs to get, who was fucking Jared Haynes' supplier when he was at the Titans? 
get old mate there that was fucking flashing the cash around. Yep. And just have fucking CCTVs everywhere. And then first training session next year, sit down and go, righto, we're doing some video work this week, boys. <laughs> what on, Mel? We haven't played a game yet. Kachink. Yeah. And just play it and yeah. be like, everyone better put in. Premierships. I'll be like, anyone feeling homesick? Yeah. Because uh, got some salary cap to free up. That's it. <laughs> fucking hell. Make us fucking culture and whatever managers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we wouldn't do it for our own clubs though because we don't want to destroy our No. <laughs> but we would have, we would guarantee a premiership to the Gold Coast in five years. Five years from now, though, that's <laughs> might be that might be a bit of guarantee, bit optimistic. Guarantee. I mean, look, could I guarantee that you know you you shit cunts like Bryce Cartwright would be out there? Fucking oath, they'd be gone. Yeah, you know, you'd have players in there that would would toe the line and understand yeah. the the uh, the privileged position in which they that's it. they they reside. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for getting them to fucking win, that's another thing altogether. Like when you turn up at the club, it's like you know when the undercover cops and the, the movies, yeah, they're always like. I want you to do the drugs. Look, at the end of the day, like, I wouldn't guarantee a premiership in five years. I would. But it'd be like, if I were a doctor and the Titans were a fucking cancer-riddled patient, I'd be like, look, this is what I can promise. In five years, I'll have the cancer cured in one. <laughs> and they'll be on the treadmill, through the treadmill, and they'll be on the road. But they may not be running a marathon yet. <laughs> but they'll be on the road. Uh, where are we? Duh, Lando. I'm confused. My breathing isn't constricted. My anus doesn't hurt and I'm filled with a feeling. I'm not sure what it's called. That seems to be the opposite of shame. Yanis underscore Mateus. Unfucking defeated asterisk against pub sides. And that's sad when that's all you got. <laughs> the Eels 20 defeated the Knights 14 at Wank Best. A crowd of just over 20 and a half thousand. Eels 20, double two, Gutho. Uh, Reed Marnie and uh, Mike Sivo also with tries. Moses, one conversion and one penalty goal. The Knights tries to Barnett and Sean Kenny Dow. Lenor, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Disappointing showing here by the Knights. Um, they were... They did a, a wonderful job in the first half of absorbing an incredible amount of attack without too much hurt, too much pain on the scoreboard as a result of it. I feel that was more based on them though. It wasn't that Parramatta was doing anything spectacular. It was no, that- but they did have a weight of, they did have a weight of possession and territory. The, the, the Knights, I think I feel exactly. like they did a good job exactly. of absorbing. And it was because the Knights failed to get to their kick on so many fucking sets Mm-hmm. The Parramatta just won the territory battle by default. Yeah, there, there was nothing that Parramatta really did to to get there, you know, except take take advantage of Newcastle errors. Um, then you know they, they hold they hold the ball. Yep, hold the ball and show what they can do. That was a beautiful little period that Newcastle put together. And I think the difference there was if you look at those tries, there were things like you know Pierce's kick for the first try. Yep, was. Fucking gorgeous. That was mm-hmm. an absolute textbook attacking rage kick. Whereas earlier in the year when, you know, they were on their roll and they were winning that, 
Pierce was putting through, you know, six, seven of those kicks a game. Yeah. Lately, he's been doing, you know, one, maybe two. Lately, it just it feels like he's not even getting. Like uh, I feel like Cooper Cronk had his had his name called in in the grand final more than Pierce has been <laughs> yeah, called in the last couple of weeks. It's like you, legit, you wouldn't you wouldn't know he's there, and maybe that's a, a and that's a, a you know perhaps a byproduct of the fact that the the commentators they only call anything on the night side when Ponga touches the ball. Yeah, I mean, true. it could be a bit of a byproduct of that as well. But I feel like his involvement is way less, and his yeah. effective his effective involvement is fucking like you know ninety five percent less. Yeah, that's it. Um, and. And again, Newcastle looks the. You know, there's that stage that players go through when they come in. You know, they come in and they've got blinding speed and a step and footwork and all of these great things. Mm. And Pong has showed that a, a bunch of times. Like was was it the Tigers game where he had that that solo try where he sort of, you know stepped three guys. He had one against Manly and one against. I think he had two. Yeah, you know? he, he, yeah. And he can do that. Yeah, he can definitely do that. But. Once you've hit a certain amount of notoriety, yeah, teams plan for you, yeah, and and he makes it easy though. That's the other thing. He's not this. He's not this mercurial fucking like you know Tommy Turbo guy that can pop up all over the field. You don't know yeah. where, where he's going to hurt you. Pong is just going to fucking. He's either going to if he if he somehow finds his way onto the right side of the field. One, he's lost. Yeah. Two. It's only to throw a pass. Yeah. If he's on the left hand side, that's when he's going to run to the line and he's going to try and get through. And if he can't get through, then he's, you know he might pass it out to the winger or something. And he does have a nice long cutout pass. Have yeah. You seen it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, but even I mean, he, but, he's done he's done like you know short offloads and things like that to put. <gasps> uh, yeah. You, you know. yeah. 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 But really, I mean, I I just feel like he's it's. Apart from the times when it's like a broken broken field play and he can put on the footwork and the speed and blah, you know, all that sort of thing, I feel like he's very predictable otherwise. And this is where it comes down, for me, to Brownie's coaching mm-hmm. because it's completely on him if he's not evolving Kalen's involvement within that team. Yeah, and, and they are planning for ways to get him involved in ways that, you know, maximise... Yeah. He's natural, you know. Because the way he's being talked about, he's got as much potential impact on games yep. as somebody like Inglis. Yep. And Inglis, for the bulk of his career, was in a position where he was cemented in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah. he wasn't able to roam like a fullback. Yeah, exactly. Yet still very early on, he had, he could change defensive lines' minds just by being there. Yep. You know? Um, so yeah, the the Knights just running the same old stock plays with Ponga really isn't doing them any favours. And the fact that the game was there for them to win and, and could have very resurrected their season. Yeah. Um like with their four and their four and against is amazing. Yeah. Where they are on the yeah. Um But the fact that there was really no I didn't see any want from them. And it might have been that they were that fucking exhausted that they just physically couldn't. Yeah, but the last part of that game was just one out, hit up, one out, hit up, one out, hit up. And Particularly after they'd got themselves in, into, yeah. into uh, you know a pretty good position. It's, um, and fair play to Parramatta, you know they they in there and and they're going to be in the finals for the first time in fucking however many years. Yep, and uh, and what did you make of the uh, little set two between Clemmer and uh, Manu Ma'u? 
I I don't like. Clemmel was trying to be. He was trying. I mean, to he, was like money, a, he was like a he was like a swinging elbow, sort of like you know that he tried to put in put yeah, on him in, the, in, in that in that tackle. I mean, I'll give I'll give Clemmer credit for a doing that to him <laughs> in the first place, and secondly, the fact that he sort of you know stood up there like you know. He didn't back down. I mean, a lot, of, a lot has been made of him, uh, you know, after the game, just like storming off. But I've said this to, to other people. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? I mean, it's poor sportsmanship, but I love seeing a player that fucking Ugh. spewing about the result and like the implications of the result that he's just like fucking furious and storms here, up. Here's the thing. Viewed in isolation, mm. yeah, it's poor sportsmanship. Yeah. When you take in the whole narrative, though, he went into the sheds after. And, and shook everyone's right. hand and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he went in and made it right. Yep. And I care less about, you know, grilling him for that rather yeah. than what he did. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? The thing is with him doing it with him doing it that way though, like that's that's the sort of shit. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm not like, you know, some sort of ambassador for, for poor sportsmanship, but I fucking love to see a player care about the fucking outcome of the game that yeah. much like it fuck take it that personally right because then then you you know cut to ponga fucking yucking it up with two eels players i mean you see that you know after I the game be furious and, if i was a knights fan oh and this is and that was like a that was a symptomatic thing back in the the days just before desi uh you know when we had like you know ben walker and stuff and so yeah you'd, you know you'd get fucking you know 50 put on you and they're fucking having a laugh with the opposition after the game fuck that shit yeah. you need to be filthy and I mean, I understand, you know, it's a you know, professionals, you know, sport, blah, blah, blah. And the players don't, you know, you, they're not fucking- You need to be yeah. either that filthy with yourself yeah. that you don't want to talk to anyone because you're equal parts angry and embarrassed. Yep. Or you need to be that filthy with your fucking teammates that you yeah. need to be in there expressing to them how fucking filthy you are. Yes. Because for the Knights, this was- And it's, it almost seems- to have some disconnect. And there was, I, I put a thing up on, on the Facebook page today where Gus said, um, you know, he's not worth it and Kalen Pong is overrated and he's, yep. he's not doing enough. And there was somebody that replied, and it was a very, very good reply and it was a sensible reply that there's there's more to to footy than, than wearing the boots, meaning that there's more than what actually happens in the games and on the field and that Kalen is uh, a brand and he's a hero and he'll be on... Fucking Powerade bottles and you know um, sell footy boots and he'll have his own brand of headgear and all of that stuff. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah, that's all true. That that is a hundred percent right. But along with that, also comes an expectation of a certain amount of result. And well, I mean, there's all of that stuff is fantastic, and I love it when players are at that kind of level where they can sort of, you know, just transcend the on-field stuff and become that yep. thing to a town and you know to a fan base, to kids. You know, that's all fantastic. But at the end of the day, they're paid to fucking play the game. Yeah. And if you're being paid a certain amount of money, then there's a certain amount of yeah. Uh, and you, when you're being paid that sort of marquee playmaker money then you need to make the fucking plays. Uh-huh. And there's an expectation of a certain, you know, you know, level of, if not results, at least personal performance from yourself. I mean, yeah, at it. the end of the day, I mean, you could be the greatest player in the world and you're surrounded by a bunch of fucking nobodies. I mean, you know, overall results 
that's true are going to be limited by you know by the cattle you have but when when you've been surrounded with players that at the start of the season and certainly in the middle of the season were being you know were the, the everyone was completely happy with who they had because they were winning these games yep. and, so. and yeah it, it's easy for us to sit here and and talk about how, how you build a fucking successful sports club hmm. but I firmly believe that you would sit down with somebody of Kalen and have a fucking hard talk if he had enough respect for the club and the coach and the other players. Mm -hmm. That's the fucking, you know, caveat here. To be able to sit down with him and say, you know, Kalen, we've heard that you want X amount of dollars. Yep. Um, you know, we've reviewed things and this this is what we think. Yep. We think you don't get it because of this, 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 and this, this. And if you can look at that, we'd be happy to work with you. But uh, if you honestly believe you deserve more, yep. you're free to go elsewhere. Yep. You know? Exactly. And I, that's almost a Canberra mentality. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and, that has, and that has cost them dearly yeah, it has. Over, over the years in, in, in terms of just like heartbreak watching players do well you know, kick on and yeah, go, yeah, do well elsewhere. Uh, anyway, move on to uh, Twitter, Mitch the Geo. Ponga, 650 grand. Clamour, eight hundred fifty grand. Pierce, one million dollars. Tickets to Bali in September, four hundred seventy-five dollars. Missing the finals again, priceless. Mastercard gets the credit. <laughs> um, Troy underscore seventy-nine. Two things I've learned from this game: Knights are a club full of pea hearts who rely on one player to do everything for them, and the Eels are in the eight to make up the numbers. Terrible game. Harsh on the overall game, I think. Uh, Gunton underscore goddamn Gunton. He is these days, and he. Uh, Sent a tweet to uh, the king of Newcastle social media, Elvie. Fucking Ponga merchant cunt dog. Fuck you. Fuck your crew and fuck Clamour. That's sportsmanship. Um, Matt on Facebook. Clamour was inches away from being forced to drop the soap. <laughs> and uh, Sharky Dave says, It's good to see that despite the bad result and playing like an overhyped little shit, Ponga knows how to have a laugh at the Para boys. Yeah. The doggies, 18. Upset the West Tigers, 16 at ANZ, a crowd of just over 9,500. The Doggies, 18, tries to Josh Jackson, Nick Meany, and Jeremy Marshall King. Meany, three of three conversions. The Titans, 16, uh, a double to Momorowski. Luke Garner also with a try. Momorowski, one of three conversions and one of two penalty goals. Crucially, one would say. My heart went out to that kid. Then I realized that he was a fucking piece of shit tiger. And my heart no longer goes out to him. He deserves the very fucking worst in life. <laughs> and I hope he replays that moment in his head over and over and over and over while fucking trying to get an erection into his limp penis. <laughs> You're making you sound like his last name's fucking Pasco. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> lay down with dogs. I tell you, it did fucking, did fucking make me laugh when I'm... Chaffo on Facebook and said that West Tigers fans are weaponized autism. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love nowhere he heard that because that was hilarious. I'm sure he didn't make it up. No. no <laughs> Look, once again, this is yeah, the same old story for the Tigers. I mean, they they can put together such good attacking sets of football mm. or from their own 20 or 30 up to the opposition. 30 by the end of the set of six I, they can that that yeah. roll on in that in that arm wrestle and uh, you know for for territory yep and possession 
they're fucking they can they can put that on for large lengths of time and they can roll forward with the fucking best of them the quick play the balls and the rest of it but they just fuck they struggle to get it done though and fucking you know Moses looking at everything bar the actual scoring of tries yep like he just he always looks like something's on. He's, he's moving with, with he's, more intent. He, he sort of, he, he's, it's like he's playing angry the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what well, he's 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 out now. Anyway, I mean, what happened in this game? He had like there's something happened in the warm up, and then he didn't last too long. No, there was Moses. Yeah, so yeah, so you just said Moses. Oh, Brooks. He's out Brooks. Yeah. 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 No, but Brooks there. Yeah. No, Brooks looks like he's just yeah. said something. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, this one had a you know a, an injury to Robbie, which fucking hell! It seems the the prognosis seems to to change daily. I mean, oh, at, at the time it's like at, at, at the time is like, oh, that's it. You know, his career is probably done. You know, because because it's going to be either a you know something to do with the knee, or it's going to be like a you know a fracture in the leg or something, and it comes back as like a fractured fracture in the tibia or something, right? Yep. And uh, Robbie, I mean, being the the, the magnanimous team person in years. Uh, will basically put the completion of his career ahead of the finals opportunities for his club and basically try and force himself to play with a broken leg. Jesus Christ. Like he did a couple of times in this game. Yeah. You know, when, when he uh, you know, tried to walk it off a couple of times. But... Uh, mm. Looking at it, though, the Tigers had that much fucking possession... Yes. that they should have won this game. And it wasn't one of those possession stats where you look at it at the end and you go, wow, they should have dominated. But it was just because, you know, they had sets all together right at the end or, you know, trash yeah. time or whatever it was. Yeah. It was across both halves. Yes. This dog side, fuck me, aren't they coming up with some, you know, passion? Yeah. And, Fight. And, yeah. F-I-T-E, fight. But, yeah, but you know what? Last year they did too. Yeah. With, the, with the initial emergence of Lachlan Lewis. Mm-hmm. The doggies, I tell you, I don't think there's a better side in the comp about winning junk time games in a season where you're out of finals contention by fucking May. Dead set. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, DWZ probably thinks they can still make the finals. <laughs> <laughs> Because they don't brew them too smart in those parts. No, they do not. Um, But uh, this dog side are really getting back to that brand of football, and and it's a you know it is a funny thing to go on about you know how almost generationally a successful style of football will work for a specific team. Yeah, it's one. It is weird, but but they're getting back to that you know gritty get down, like you said about Manly, never out of a contest. Um, they really never believed they were gone. What about well, I mean, in this game, they, they you know, they, they weathered a, an early storm, but, you know, they yeah. got themselves out to a match-winning lead. I mean, sure, it almost got, you know, pulled back there at the end, and, uh, you know, by rights, the game should have probably ended up into in uh, in Golden Point. But... Um, that would have been better, because then Robbie would have taken a shot. Was he on? Was he back on that stage, or had he, had he? No, he would have run on. Yeah, he would have come back on in Golden Point, and then taken a shot. Maybe, um, maybe it would have gone to Golden Point if he had run on it and kicked it before Momorowski got to it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion on the sin biddings? Look, I, uh, 
at the time you kind of think, well, you know, that's a bit harsh. But I mean, now the the judiciary is now you have to accept that that's the way it is because the judiciary is pretty much reinforced the sin binnings by like Garner's sin binning. I thought at the time was probably a little bit, you know, maybe a bit over the top. Mm. But he's been suspended as a result of it. Mm. So like the judiciary is backing the play of the referees and the way that I guess it's the way it is now. I would like to know if they have given any sort of indication on what will be considered late. Yeah. Because we're getting to the stage, and I think the breakdown I heard was it was four twenty-fifths of a second. So, impact. And, and that's not something that the human no. mind can calculate yeah. at the time from, you know, the, the time the ball has touched the foot or whatever, or yeah. the pass has left the fingertips, and, and you know, and you go, you, you know, you're not a stopwatch. And, I mean, if it's something that the... If it's something that the bunker has to adjudicate on with a fucking stopwatch, then how can you expect players to ab- adhere to it? Exactly. You know? and, and here's the thing. What worries me, we're a professional sport. If you look mm-hmm. at the Olympics, they have technology built in. They've gone to you know leading fucking neuroscientists and all of yep. those cunts to go, okay, when that gun goes bang or beeps at the Olympics now, they use a gun. Um, when that beep goes... We know there is a period of time for that sound to travel. Yep. So they can't start before they've heard it. Yep. Uh, and then how long is the fastest known response reaction time, time of it? Yeah. That to that, and they build that in. Yep. You know, talk talk about that in rugby league. What what's the time, and where does it start? What happens yep. if you duck your head for a tackle, and you can't see that the ball's been released? Yeah. You know, what, do you, are we just not allowed to tackle playmakers anymore? Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Mm. I just I just feel as if there's not enough rigor around it. I'm fine with protecting well, it's just, just just there's just a, a lack of definition. But I also think it's not, you know, how possible is it to actually define it? Yeah. In a in a way that you know promotes consistent adjudication because like the, you know the only way to to really get consistency is to a define when the time starts, b define a time, mm. and then c look at when the actual guy makes the impact. Mm. But then uh, with the tackling as well, I mean. I, th- I feel like it also, it has to be like an over-the-top kind of, it can't just be tackled, you know what I mean? Like, I think it has to be yeah, some sort of like, it. it has to be some, you know, like some level of yeah. hit. You know the only way we're going to do this? Is that all of the players are going to be hooked up with tasers and there'll be somebody in the bunker and if someone's attempting to make a tackle on the playmaker, as soon as the ball's left the hand, or tase the person attempting to make the tackle. Just drop them in their tracks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then is that counted as some sort of shepherd if the guy like, you know, dummies and he sort of steps back inside over the over the tased guy? No, then I'll tase him. <laughs> I like this vision for the sport to be honest. <laughs> And and uh, you know and uh, as I've learned with, you know, the internet of things, <sighs> with the internet of things, I mean, it's all it's all immensely and very easily, easily hackable. Mm. Which is like, just like, whatever you do, don't get one of those fucking Wi-Fi door <laughs> things that you can unlock with your phone when you get close to your house or whatever. Yeah. Easiest things to unlock. Now, can you imagine someone, like, let's say, for argument's sake, me, <laughs> gaining access to the tasing mechanism 
And it'd be like, you know, Broncos versus fucking Melbourne Storm or something. And it'd just be like, be like fucking Oprah, you get tased and you get tased. And, and it basically, there'd be this like five, ten minute period of the game where it would look more like a breakdancing competition because all the players would just be convulsing on the ground. <laughs> I mean, fuck, I'd set up a console and just put books on top of it, just like depressing the buttons down permanently. <laughs> now, that would be the shit. Taze ball, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a new sport, uh, you know. There's like that that one one new post post apocalyptic yeah. rugby league vision. It'd <laughs> be like fucking Nelson, Sofa Solomona there or something. Find out he's got that weird fucking electro fetish. <laughs> he doesn't pass out. He's just standing there with the heart on. <laughs> oh, you have anything else to say about this game? No, fucking da- Tigers in decline. Speaking of the devil, Daniel uh, said, Tigers were in the eight last week and out this week. It's official. Hashtag Tigers in decline. <laughs> uh, David on Facebook said, 40% possession, 1,300 metres to 1,900 metres, missed 45 tackles and still pulled out the win. Tigers in decline is alive and well now. They're stuck in 10th at the end of this round. Just wanted to get, just want to give Clem of the Night Terrors abandoning cunt a special shout out. <laughs> Through 21 games, these Knights have a grand total of one more win than us and no real chance of playing finals football. If only they had some credit. Uh, Jason, isn't that a fucking perspective jackhammer to the face? Well, so yeah, that's uh, one that that I mean, as of like last week, the Knights are on the same like wins as they were last year when they were Ugh. you know crawling out Ugh. the spoon. Jason said, uh, "So now that makes four wins from the last six games, which is impressive when you consider the Dogs were three wins from the first fourteen rounds." I'm not going to lament of what could have been because we are way too inconsistent and lack the strike power to really challenge for a top eight spot, uh, and. Aussie Jag on Twitter. After a bludger of a year, my Bulldogs are only sitting behind the Knights by two points on the competition ladder. Credit where credit's due. And uh, I think this is the week where even the Knights fans are starting to go, okay. Because like, I, I, I have no ill will towards the, the Knights or, or their fans. Right. It, it All this was was a situation of they thought they were a certain sort of team and I understand being biased towards your own team is super easy and you know what I think it's actually you know it's the way it should fucking be because it's you know rugby league tribalism talking to bands all that shit I love it but when someone's sitting back objectively and looking at your team and not giving credit because they see deficiencies or maybe certain certain uh, you know gift games they're given at you know favourable times of the year with you know injuries etc if someone's telling you that sort of thing Maybe don't try and start like a fucking all-out war with that, th- those people that are telling you that shit. Because, you know, when the dust settles and they're right, you look fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the Roosters 22 defeated the Raiders 18 in a pulsating affair at uh, GIO in Canberra. Um, 19,530 in attendance. The uh, Roosters 22 tries to Radley, Mitchell and uh, double to Tupo. Mitchell 3 of 4 conversions. The Raiders 18 tries to Rapina, Croker and Elliot Whitehead with Croker 3 of 3 conversions. Tell me, how would you rate on a scale of 1 to 5 mm-hmm. the overall quality of this game? Well, I actually thought it was one of those sorts of uh, you know, semi-finals-ish sort of going. It was. I mean, I was. I was pumped up for the this the, this day of games. Actually, just given the mm. implications mm. and the and the four teams involved in their positions on the ladder, but um, I I left this game satisfied with a uh, a good encounter. Both sides had their moments. Close game. Here's I was, the thing. Might be surprised to learn 
both teams completed under 75%. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, no, it didn't I feel, take away from the spectacle at all. Well, no, that doesn't take. I mean, I, I don't think a good game is defined necessarily defined by this. Mm. You know, like a hundred percent completions on both sides, and you know, mm. like less than two errors on each side. Like I, yeah, I just don't think it works like that at all. Because sometimes these, you know, errors and things like that. I mean, sometimes they're you know, you know, they they you know generate counter attack and blah, you know, all this sort of stuff that, that mm. are exciting moments that you take yeah, away with yeah, you at the end. But a, a completion rate that low, it's, it's normally not. With games that yeah. are associated as, as quality contests, yeah, but know, I mean, it didn't feel it didn't feel like it, was, it didn't feel like it was making like a for a stop start affair or anything, That's though. It. You know, exactly. Yeah, I thought both teams came out and and I guess flexed where their strengths are going to be come yeah. finals time. You know, yeah. like we spoke about last week, fucking the Roosters with Teddy coming up through the middle, and when he's got options both sides, or when he's got enough people backing him up. He's the most dangerous player in the league at the moment. Yep. And the Raiders, for their part, they're going to march into the finals with with just that. Again, you know, I've, I've used the phrase a couple of times, but grit. Like guys like Bateman and Hodgson that just are going to get in and claw and scrape and fight on every single play to really get them home. Um, and I think it was good for both sides to be in a seesawing match yeah. like it was for them to get in and have somebody come over the top of them and then to come back over the top there. Uh, and you're right, I really do think it was a, a semi-finals-esque contest. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to see, I mean, the Raiders got a, a fucking difficult run home and can yeah, you know, take this game into account and then they've got to play Manly, they've got to play uh, Storm. <laughs> So I think we're going to get a really good feel of whether they're a team that's going to be like you know they're obviously going to finish in a decent position this year, but are they are they going to be able to take the extra step going forward, or is it going to be like a next year kind of situation? But uh, I saw somebody again put in the Facebook group. Uh, I think it was something they'd taken from Reddit. Okay, where it, the Raiders this year against teams that currently in the top five are one from five starts? Or is it zero? I think it's zero. Oh, is it? it? Okay, I might be wrong. And I think they're saying that, like, the only other team that's worse, I think, is the dogs are, like, zero from seven. Yeah, okay. Games against the top five. Um, in saying that, the Raiders, even the, they've been there or thereabouts all year. Mm. Does, do, it does indicate the benefits of a soft draw, the fact they had five. <laughs> but but they've really started to come into their own in the last couple of weeks. They've had yeah. some key inclusions back in. Um, I I don't think they should be discounted that easily. No, no, I'm not discounting um, them. But I'm I'm going to I'm reserving my decision, or I'm reserving you know any real thoughts until the end of the regular season. Because yeah, we'll have a couple more games against mm. top five. You know, they're going to have at least another two games against top yeah. five people. You know, before then. Um, but yeah, like no, it was a great game by two teams, you know, informed teams, and I don't think either team can really, you know, both teams can walk away. I think, you know, happy happy with their performance, and I think that none, neither of the teams can really walk away feeling like they're, you know, there's a, there's a great gap, you know, over the top of the other. Uh, Solzy's a good game. Would be a quality semi final. Hopefully, a slightly different result. And uh, Adam Brackman said, "I've watched the game twice now. Fucking, that's." Creditable considering I think he's a Canberra fan. 
Uh, here's my thoughts. One, Canberra lost because we fumbled attack opportunities. Two, Roosters lay down after tackles for no reason when the opposition has momentum. Three, if you don't like the one-on-one strip rule, get better at it. Mm. Agree. And like, you know, at the end of the mm. day, teams that uh, teams that are winning the ruck battle have the luxury of, you know, pretty much doing what the fuck they want. Correct. You know, in, in the current game. Yep. Uh, Dean K88. Not for the first time, Tedesco screws Canberra. Yes. Ouch. The Storm 26 defeat the Rabbitohs 16 at Central Coast Stadium. Crowd of just over 19,500 out for that one. The Storm's 26 tries to Jesse Bromwich, Justin Olam, Cameron Munster, and Brody Croft. Three of four conversions to Smith, two of two penalty goals. The Rabbits had a hat trick to Campbell Graham, the first of his career. Reynolds, one conversion and uh, one penalty goal. Tell you what, if you had to give out a. Uh an award for most improved this week, I would give it to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, I mean, those, you know, they, they were the most vulnerable of the top four going into this week. Yep. Uh, you know, they they may have escaped that now just by virtue of the games that they have left this season. Yep. I feel like Canberra, you know, being on the same amount of points, I feel like Canberra has a more difficult run into the finals than the Rabbits. Yes. Um, and, you know, they're not there yet, but against the Storm side that has been travelling, uh, you know, pretty damn well uh, all season... They, uh, it was a, it was a, actually, it was a battle. I mean, the Storm had to pull out some shit at the end to pull away. And I mean, to, you know, ultimately the winning of the game came down to a, uh, a wonderful, uh, individual piece of work from Munster there where he sort of stepped through a couple of guys and then, you know, put out, put out the fend that sort of teleported him to the other side of the line out in the clear to score the try. And, uh, you know, that was ultimately the winning of the game. And then they iced it with the, you know, the nice kick over for Croft as well but um yeah the storm the storm keep on rolling um tell me what, what do you think of uh big nelson escaping any sort of sanction for his crusher man i mean it's it i i think he's he, correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think he has a massive history of getting rubbed out for stuff that i, I can't really no, think of, i can't really think of him yet so that's that's obviously you know you know in his in his favor but i just i just feel like Anyone from the storm doing stuff mm. should be under some sort of level of scrutiny just yeah. on just because of a blanket history of the of the side. Yeah. But the crusher thing, like we've spoken about this quite a lot this season, but the, it's still such a. I'm not going to say it's an undefined thing, because, you know, or a loosely defined thing, because I mean it, it it's not. But I mean there is more that there's so many potential ways that a defending player can find himself in a position where. Yeah. It can just happen without any intent, yep. you know, on your on on their behalf, and you know, players get they get penalised the fuck out, you know, for it. And and there's so many times where you're like, yeah, I mean, like it ended up that way. Can I, but can I ask that? what's this other thing with players grabbing the top of their head, where in a crusher tackle it would be it's the actually base of the, the neck, yeah, yeah. It should be sore, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's that- that's I think it's just a bit of you know, it's the pantomime, isn't it? Oh no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is. Yeah, you fucking dumb cunts. Who was the first person that ended up doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe it's radiating to the. I don't know. <laughs> that's when they hit me. Referred pain. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 
but look, like I'm, I'm happy for all sorts of penalties on crushes. Anything, any, you know, no matter how accidental or unfortunate the positioning and yep. the, you know, everything converges to be that end result. Yep. I'm happy to pen- penalise it every time to just try and get players into a mindset where they don't even, they're not even in the That's ballpark it. where it yep. can accidentally happen. But I still think that like the there are more <coughs> deliberate looking ones than others. Yeah, that's and true. I think the, the more deliberate looking ones come from the storm because they're such a tightly drilled wrestling side that they're sort of grabbing yeah. the players in certain ways to bring them to ground. You know, so yeah, exactly. Um, you know, although I'll tell you the the use I think of the bin for Kafusi. Yeah, was I was happy with how they went down. Yeah. Like that was exactly oh, the actually, sort of play that deserves a bin. Yeah. Um, for South, I think the. The key to them going deep into the finals is going to be Cody Walker. Yeah. He's, and it, I know it was post origin. I don't know if he's carrying an injury or not because he just doesn't look to have that pace or that, that explosive start that he had earlier in the year. Like yeah. for the first half of the season, if he sniffed a defender falling off him to take the guy that he was, you know, looking to pass to. Yeah. He just put the foot down and he'd be through. Yeah. There were a couple of times where he tried to go this game and, and really didn't get there. So, yeah. I wonder what that is. Oh, yeah, I, I still wouldn't discount there's a you know a certain percentage of being head fucked from the entire yeah, shit okay. storm around Origin. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, the anthem thing, yeah, getting dropped and, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Young dude. And, you know, some, and some, player, you know, some players aren't built. Mm. In the you know in the correct way to overcome that sort of shit you know, but another good another good uh, you know worthy clash for the ladder position and you know the the pregame hype and everything like that and South definitely did get to a better level than they have been over the recent weeks yeah and started to look a little bit more like they deserve to be there. Uh, Super Grover, not even dishing out Mars bars to the bunnies. That was a cracking game of footy played in the gaps between the penalties. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you are a reasonable human being sometimes. Yeah. Mitch on Facebook said, did anyone else watching on Fox hear Vossi say no rabbit-proof fence there in reference to Cody Walker busting tackles? I don't listen to commentary, so I didn't hear it. No. I would surely imagine if that were the case, though, that there would be more than one person telling us about it. I mean, you think that would have been all over the sh- uh, all over the place, wouldn't it? Is that right? Ra- I don't know if that's racist or not. I haven't seen rabbit-proof fence. I do know that it features Indigenous characters. Yeah, so I, I don't I know just, the premise of the story enough I to just, know if that's I, racist or not. Yeah, no, I, I'm, and I'm not making any any judgments on the on the on the merits of the line, but I'm just talking about in the current day and age, when people are looking for reasons to be outraged and cancel people. Yeah, exactly. That seems right. like that. That seems like you know plenty to go on, but yeah, maybe not. Ryan, one time my dog ate a footy sock and couldn't fully shit it out. I didn't want to touch it, but I knew I had to help. So I stood on the end of sock and threw a ball. <laughs> my, my dog isn't very smart. Anyway, fuck the storm. <laughs> That's actually fucking really, really clever way to get around the problem. <laughs> I'll give you full credit, sir. Okay, previews this week, Thursday night. Oh, fucking God damn it. I hate Thursday night games. But here we are. 
Thursday night, Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the West Tigers at Brookie. Uh, Manly have some changes to deal with uh, due to the injury of Brad Parker and uh, Curtis Sirenin uh, with a hamstring injury. We're going to be without both of those guys at least for one or two weeks uh, for the both of them. So Brendan Elliott comes in at centre and uh, Jetski comes in in the second row. I'm happy with Brendan Elliott's selection. I mean, he did a good job covering, you know, obviously uns- unspectacular but solid in covering for uh, Tommy Turbo. And uh, with the opportunity to move Walker back to centre and bring in, like, Cust again, not taken by Desi. Obviously, he's uh, he wants to roll with Walker at six for the rest of the season, which is, you know, I agree with that as well. I see some people that don't, but, uh, you know, watch footy, cunts. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can think what you want about Dylan Walker, but the fact is, I mean, Dylan Walker's inside, and he's uh, and at six, he's much more hidden in defence. You know, when you've got some, you know, you got a guy like you know Jakey Turbo there taking the tackles for him. I mean, if you need to fucking put a Tony Carroll on a on a half that can't tackle, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, you, you can't do better than having Jake Turbo as the guy that's his bodyguard. Yep. Uh, it also keeps him out of you know keeps him from being isolated and fucking up Jorge in defence as well. And um and it gives him you know more early ball which where he can use his footwork and things like that. The you know his his best attributes, and uh, it's been working well so far. So. Uh, Tigers. So Mbai won't be there. The, the succumbing to that hip flexor injury that took him out. That he, I think he did in the warm up last week, and then you know succumbed early in the game. Um, Farah not there this week, uh, and so little the old man, the apprentice, finally gets finally gets his side a couple of games earlier than he would have thought. Uh, Luke Garner's named here in the side I've got, but he was suspended for the uh, the hit that got him some Simbin time last week, so he won't be there. And um, I believe, and they've also, who else is it? Yeah, uh, Garlic Sauce, he's injured as well. Um, and is it Russell Packer that's out for, he's gone for the rest of the year with something I thought I read today as well. So... Both sides with injuries to shuffle around. Um, and Cherry Evans said to be you know, under a cloud as well with the ankle thing. Um, look, I think it's... Uh, it's uh, Manly had their wake-up call last week. This one's at home. The Tigers, they they really need to fuck... They need to, to win, I think, because uh, although they don't have the most difficult run home, they're kind of in that blanket finish where they're outside the eight right now. So they can't be relying on teams like Brisbane, Penrith, Sharks, yeah, you know, to be it. to be losing games as well. I mean, the only the only way you know any of those guys there in that sort of six team race for the last two slots, they they've just you've just got to win. Um, so that'll that'll keep them up. You you would think, but um, See, here's the thing, Luke. I'm just in the ladder predictor now. Right? Okay. So let, let's say the Tigers win. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, regardless of who wins. So if they win, they'll go to seventh. Yep. Penrith or the Broncos win, that'll drop the Tigers to eighth. And then you've got another team, and it's the Sharks or someone that probably drop them again, do they? Then you've got um, no Knights and Cowboys won't affect it. Storm and Raiders won't affect it. Rabbits and Dogs won't affect it. Roosters and Warriors won't. And then you've got the Sharks and the Dragons. So you would assume the Sharks beat the Dragons, mm-hmm. and it puts them back to ninth. Yep. So they're gonna ha- they have to win pre- every game to be yeah. To sit comfortably, and no, they're not going to win this week. So, um, unlucky. Titans take on the Eels at Seabus. Eels, fucking Titans yeah. aren't beating no shit. I mean, yeah, look, would I, would I, 
you know, r- release a hearty a hearty batch of of LOLs if the Titans were somehow decided to play this week and beat the Eels. Fucking oath, I would. I mean, the Eels. I don't Is that quite. What Sean Lane calls his ecstasies. <laughs> I don't feel like the Eels really deserve to be where they are at the moment. They've had some. <sighs> bad losses and the winds of of you know had these massive patchy aspects to them over the last couple of weeks as well um the you're Titans saying, no are no test you're saying a lot of words mm. they play at Bankwest a lot and they win at Bankwest that's why they've been winning yeah, yeah. If was any other team the not Bankwest factor would mean that they'd lose yeah but it's the Titans but it's the Titans and the shit so, and yeah. so the Eels are still going to win that's it but it might be patchier than we expect. They might be like 16-12 or some bullshit. Uh, the Broncos take on the Panthers. The Friday night big match at Suncorp Stadium. No changes to the uh, Brisbane Broncos squad. Uh, the Penrith Panthers. Maloney is back. Burton drops out. Why not look to the future, son? Look to the future. And yeah. uh, Yo at lock. Leota to the bench. Once again... Both of these teams. This this is a this is a great matchup because both of these teams need to win as bad as each other. Yes. Uh, you know the Broncos. I think I saw on the betting. The Broncos were f- strong favourites, and I mean I know the betting markets are, you know, influenced by the dumb money that flows. But the way that the odds were set to begin with. And it may have changed and come back a little bit since then. But I mean, when I had a look on, you know, sort of, you know, Monday or, you know, Sunday night, whenever they first did it, the odds for the game were astronomically in favour of the Broncos to the point where I was just like, you know, now it's coming a little bit more. But uh, I think I think that the first 60 minutes or so of that game last week for the Panthers should. And I think there's your trouble, 60 minutes. And yeah, but I mean the Bronco. This is not the Brisbane Broncos side of the fucking nineties, where it's like, it, oh my god, they can come back and score length of the field and snatch a game off you at the the yeah, last. That, that's you true. know, like. But you look at Penrith, and even in those great sixty minutes, yeah. they're not putting on mountains of points. Yeah. And in the modern game, unless you're four tries ahead. But I mean, they were like, what was it against the chart? Were they like up to like twenty six four or something? I mean, like that's a fucking built. Yeah, large win yeah. of a game. That's you know it. what I mean? Um, and do you think the Broncos the thing- have the the manpower, the the strike power to come back from that sort of advantage? I think Broncos at Suncorp are a worry, and I also think Panthers on a win yeah. to me are a worry. There is very little else that concerns me as much as a Penrith team that spent the week sniffing their own farts. <laughs> That's yeah. But um, I mean, I have seen that, and you look—you know—it's you, you're not surprising me here. I mean, that's the sentiment I've been getting from all Penrith fans, and I feel that's probably just like a unwillingness to believe that. No, no, better- no, no. It, <laughs> it's it, it's just from from that team, and it's again one of those funny things that how can it just be one club and and generational? Yeah, but. But even when they're in the position they are on the ladder where they could drop out and miss the finals completely, to not treat every game like it could be the end of their season. Yeah. Um, to to go in just with this carefree attitude of... So, anyway. It, um, Panthers, Panthers plus, to win. Yeah. Good. The Knights take on the Cowboys in Newcastle. Um, 
What do we got here? Connor Watson's going to be the starting hooker. Daniel Levi out. Uh, Josh King starts at lock. SASA on the interchange. The Cowboys. Jordan McLean returns at prop. So he replaces Josh McGuire, who, of course, is out for a number of weeks now. Jordan Carr, who returns from injury. So Geller Mosby's out of 17, and that's probably a great thing for the Cowboys because he's had some shocking times on, under the high ball. And uh, Ruben Cotter replaces Peter Hall on the interchange. Okay, look. The Knights are still a chance to make the finals. They are as much a chance as any of those teams that are sort of crowded around them at the moment. The Knights also have what I would consider to be a fairly easy run home in the scheme of things. So they yes. can they can make it, but they can also lose to the Cowboys at home. Yes. Because the Cowboys, while not spectacular and certainly down on troops, have shown that they can win games that you don't expect them to win. Uh, I can't see this. I can't see the Knights not winning this fucking game. But, you know, am I giving them too much credit? Oh, look, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going through and having the Knights win all of their games. Yeah. Um... Fucking hell, it's making me do all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I still don't think the Knights can make the finals. Yeah, well, they got to win. They should be a superior side to the Cowboys. So let's see how the side, let's see how they come out and react. Mm. The Storm take on the Raiders. In Melbourne, a tough fucking assignment for the, for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Jerome Hughes is back. Uh, Pappenhausen's on the interchange. Uh, so that pushes a couple of the younger fellas like Billy Walters and Nico Hines out of the side. The Raiders, BJ Leilua returns at centre. As a result, they push Kotrick to the wing. Simonson drops to the interchange. So I guess, and they drop Havili to the reserve. So I guess that makes Simonson like just there on the bench as cover across the back line. Yep. Uh, but uh, Leipana back in the house. Return of Leipana. Return of Leipana and, and not a and not a week too soon. Look, I think Storm in Melbourne is a is a tough proposition. It is. And I, I expect the Raiders to put up a, a great account of themselves, but I have a feeling that uh that like last week, I think they'll just fall short to a side that's in better form. Yep. And uh probably just better in these pressure sort of semi final esque kind of encounters. Yeah. We say it every year. The Storm don't necessarily have as much of a gear to go up as yeah. other teams. Yep. But their fucking baseline yeah, is it's very that high. good. Yeah. And this that much higher. Mm. Okay, the Rabbits take on the Doggies at ANZ. Sam Burgess comes back into the front row. Uh, to told to the bench, Jaden Sewer comes in the back row. Dean, Brent, Dean Britt benched. Uh, Braden Burns back into the centre. And uh, Doggies unchanged why change the winning formula well you know the dog uh, the, the rabbits as you said they made you know a big improvement last week they certainly showed that they deserve to be you know in the company in which they are on the ladder at the moment but fuck me what a test for them i mean because they could just as, yeah you know if they if they drop back to the way they were the week before last and the doggies keep doing what they're doing then we've got a game yeah um I think that what South showed last week 
means you can't pick the dogs on this one. No. I would never pick them, but at this stage of the season, you know, you're never sort of surprised either when they yeah, true. put in the fight and the passion. And But yeah, I think I I, I would back South to keep uh, building on their return to form yep. last week and, uh, and get the win on this occasion. The Roosters take on the Warriors in Sydney, the SCG, in fact. Um, a few changes to the Roosters. Uh, Tedovano benched Lou starting prop. Uh, Cordner is a reserve, so he may be on his way back shortly. The uh, Warriors, no changes to the 17. However, Nikarima is on in the 21 uh, list. He's number 18 and 21 list, so he may return early from injury. But look... Unless it's pissing down rain, the Roosters are going to win this by fucking thirty. Dead set. Mm. The Warriors need they, the Warriors need acts of God to level you know to to level the playing field against good sides, yep. and I don't think they're going to get it this week, especially you know, away from home. Yes, and um, even though they do have that slightest sniff of mathematical finals chances, it's going to be um, absolutely snuffed out this week. Yep. Sharkies take on the Dragons at Reclaim Australia Stadium. The Sharkies, Moylan, back again, in and out like a honeymooner's dick. Uh, Dugan to centre, Morris to wing. Uh, Mulatalo drops the reserves. Fafita is out. Uh, the Dragons, Tarek Sims gone for the season with a groin injury. Lucky Leilua to replace him. And uh, Blake Laurie on the interchange. Oh, God, I think I, I, this is a, it's a, you know, a bit of a derby, this one. They hate each other. But uh, I think the Sharks have just got too much to play for at this point. They're yeah. fighting desperately to make the finals as well. Certainly, they can they can make the finals, but it has to start with a win over a team that they should uh, dispatch, you know, pretty handily in the same draw. Okay, mailbag this week. Bennett said, I don't know if I've ever heard Nate get so lubed up about anything as non-manly or New South Wales related as he was about the Roosters backing up. Not sure of how I feel about it, to be honest. Just go with it. Rugby league. How good is rugby league? Exactly. Uh, ben said, I love story time first thing in the morning. I'm sorry we couldn't... I, I should just fucking... Give me, open that app. I'll pick one for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a you know, hint. You are getting pegged. <laughs> Hamish on Facebook. <laughs> Stepdad goes equestrian. I think we're going to need an off-season podcast of Storytime Tales. Uh, old Egg Council Creeper. With stories of Stepdad involving Muppets and now a recreation of the Brady Bunch, I can't wait to hear the stories of Jay bagging a pompous radio shrink next week. Hashtag classic TV hour. And See, this is why you're a fucking degenerate rookie. You should have hashtagged that toss his salad and scramble her eggs. <laughs> Deformo96 on Twitter said, Another stellar episode, boys. Always entertaining on my way to and from work. I have a horrible vision of Oprah Winfrey that won't get out of my head. Thanks for that. Excellent. <laughs> now, I put the I put the call out on, uh, on the, the Facebook group earlier uh, th- this afternoon and just said, look, you know, give me... Uh, if there's any questions that do that you are that you want to ask the, or you want answered on the show, you know, hit us up, and uh, any topics you want addressed. And uh, so I'm just going to scan through there at the moment because there are a couple of uh, of there's a couple of serious ones too. And I mean, I really like serious ones as well as the other ones. Um, 
let me find the serious ones. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, Cruzy said, where are the new caps? Yes, I have been slacking putting them up. Um, so I will do. I will get the final design signed off by uh, Stepdad tomorrow at some stage and uh, we'll get them moving. Um, Action Bailey said, our thoughts on the stripping rule? You know our thoughts now. Fucking love it. And it adds more excitement to the game. Yep. Uh, don't get dragged into the, the narratives that various coaches want you to believe about these things. They all have ulterior motives and it's not necessarily for the betterment of the game. Um, well, I think we've talked about uh, Ponga a little bit, but Nortz uh, also said, uh, is he the new Billy with his shoulder-charging grubbery? Oh, it's... Look... I just, I don't think so. I think that, you know, if he was Billy, he would have been flying through with a fucking, you know, karate, you know, karate kick. I think the, that, that sort of heavy contact, you know, trying to get a guy over the sideline when they're scoring, that's, that's just little man, the last line of defensing and, and that, the thing that is everyone now, does. It, the precedent said, as, as long as you're saving a try, that's okay. Mm-hmm. There was almost no difference in that Ponga hit than the kick out hit. Yeah. And because he had because he had one arm tucked, he had his right arm sort of tucked, but his left arm was definitely wrapping. So depending on the angle, if you looked at it from the behind angle, you're like, oh, there's no problem with that. It's just a heavy tackle. But you look at it from the the yeah. back of the player who he is tackling, and you're like, fuck, that's bad. Which is exactly <laughs> the same as kick out. Yeah. So so to avoid it altogether, you have to be wrapping the arm connected to the shoulder that contacts mm-hmm. in both of the tackles. The shoulder that contacted was not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that's right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan said, oh, I don't think there's been a good RLPA green hat wearing fucks rant for a little while. Can that be weaved into stepdad's story time this week, please? <laughs> oh, next week. Yeah. <laughs> next week. We don't have enough time for a fucking RLPA rant. Yeah. Uh, they're there. They're always just under the surface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ree says, uh, Jay's had his way with a furry, but what about Australia's latest hero? The milk crate. You fuck the milk crate, mate? <laughs> I got some in the garage, so um, I mean, you know, you've got to take one home and- I had sex sitting on a milk crate. I was very young, like from back in the day when they used to be. Like you'd go, you go to house parties and there'd be milk crates everywhere. Yeah, I guess. So you, I was sitting on one. I got divots on my butt. Yeah. So you had yeah you, you had fucking diamond grill marks like a fucking steak on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Clevo uh, said, "At what point in stepdad's sex capades do we finally get him to fulfil Chapo's bet honouring?" I don't think you identify that way, sir. No, look, I'm. If if someone comes to me with a bet and I feel that it's good enough to take, then and if I lose, then I'm 100 on a bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh said, "Why can't the pod be live stream? Logistics and technical fuckery? No, no, sir, not at all. I mean, really, it's just." I get the problem with the problem with live streaming it. There's actually zero problem technically, technologically speaking, with live streaming it. We do it every year. We've done it every year for fucking ages. Um, on the last episode, of the, you know, for the Twillies, uh, so th- that that part is no problem. I think the real issue is, can we guarantee a start time for, yeah, every, for, for episodes usually? Because we we generally record on Tuesday evening. Sometimes it's like you know Wednesday morning, but even on the Tuesday night we could hit record anywhere between like probably fucking 10 past nine and quarter to 10 sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it really does depend on, you know, what we're doing. So, um, and yeah, a, a lot of people listen to us and, you know, 
doesn't mean you can't do it if, if you live stream it, but yep. a lot of people listen to us when they're in their car or on the train or, or whatever yep. it is, and you know, they're not going to want to stay up for two hours on it. Yeah, and I, th- I just think that there'd have to be this a new level of sort of discipline involved in doing the live stream too, because I know with the Twilly ones, it gets fucking loose, you know, with the chat room, and you get distracted what's going on in there and trying to include those guys in the live context, which I think is, you know, it's a different experience for people who weren't listening live or participating live who are then listening like after the fact, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, however, I think, uh, you know, we've been talking about, you know, the, you know, extra content for, you know, all members and everything uh, next season. And uh, I was looking into everything and I, I think it's very highly likely that we could probably run something on like the, the Tuesday night after the show, like, you know, this sort of Q&A sort of thing. Exactly. Where members can yeah, put have the, live stream Put the questions. questions in, yeah. And then we, yeah. Can, and we can and we can do that live. And I think that's something that will almost certainly happen next year. Yep. Uh, what do we got here? Well, it's a long discussion there, but uh, Michael has said, which players are deserved of a $1 million plus contract per season? Let's uh, let's let's put a fucking let's put a, a pause on that one, and we will go through we'll go through to that one. Put it out to you guys, and then we'll maybe uh, address that as a topic there, next. There's week. stepdad's homework. Um, I'll put a thread up in in the Facebook. What players are worthy of a million a year? Um, and and you can't just take their current form and extrapolate that that they'll produce that over five years. Yeah, have a good long hard think ab- about about who's doing because at the moment about the only long-term deal that I can think of that's come out is Tom Lola. And even that's, you know, precarious at best. Well, at the end of the day, you got to look at the market. The, the, I mean, if there was only two players on a million dollars as well, <laughs> I mean, a million dollars is a more mm. rarefied thing, but now you're getting up there and there's a number of players, you know, they're sort of getting that level yeah. of cash or around. Uh, so there's a wider pool and then you can compare players against each other for the results they deliver and things like that. Mm. Um, what do we got here? Brendo says, how many mascots does our stepdad have on his furry radar? Only claws. Oh, you'd probably fuck the Titans hog's breath pig. No. <laughs> you'd fuck the Cylon that the Titans have walking around? No. <laughs> Get some fucking Battlestar Galactic fucking love. <laughs> I know he's maybe like a fucking Centurion or some Titan, you know, whatever, but it's a fucking Cylon, cunts. Um, Carsten said... Uh, Will Nathan Brown be replaced by Trent Barrett? He demands as much respect as the fans of that shit club. Indeed. Ooh. Indeed. Fucking shade. Sam with a, an excellent question. Does stepdad do vicarious requests? Not yet, but he will be. <laughs> Believe me. There's going to be a gold tier membership. <laughs> There's going to be basically, here is uh, five potential <laughs> receptacles for the weekend. Uh, we'll have to, I'll get them to sign a release and I'll wear a GoPro. <laughs> Oh, we don't need we don't need to see it. All we need to do is just just make stop. it make the this stop trying to stifle my creativity, Nathan. No, I'm no I'm I want to I want your creativity to be the maximum because I demand you know, quality story time. <laughs> there, there, there's a, a new merchandise. We can have the go ho. 
<laughs> well, that's just like the top tier member gets, you know, gets gets to uh, <coughs> participate in story time. <laughs> get gets stepdad's Tinder password for a day. I guess yeah, gets yeah, get, well. No, I say like gets yeah, stepdad comes inside them or something. But oh, Jesus <laughs> get stepdad's seed. I, I think uh, that's just pure old prostitution. I think that's a membership to anything. <laughs> Sex work is work. Stop, 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 stop shaming sex workers. Um, <laughs> uh, Jai said, how many portions of credit will you give the Knights if they make the eight? Well, I mean, and I said, I replied to that and said, why bring up these weird fucking fantasy scenarios that aren't going to happen? Um, screenshot it just in case. Look, screenshot it, take a picture, fucking get a police fucking courtroom sketch artist to, to, to sketch it up. Uh, do what you got to do. Uh, Nigel said, should clubs start negotiating player contracts with a smaller guaranteed amount than incentives added to boost players' earnings? Things like 10000 a win, nothing for a loss, bonuses for making rep teams, bonus finishing top eight, top four in grand final, bonus for winning grand final, etc., etc. I think that's an excellent idea that'll never happen because the RLPA would never fucking allow that to happen because while we are wanting our clubs to get, you know, maximise the value they get from the money they spend on players, the RLPA is all about maximising the money that players get from the game in a stable and predictable way so that they can set themselves up for life after the game yeah and look that's that but that in itself is not a is not a bad goal to have mind you but it's an an interesting economic view and there have been debates through the ages and this this is essentially a a labor versus and by labor i mean labor as in the workers not the political party um this is essentially Labor versus corporate efficiencies. Yep. Yeah? And and throughout the, the civilized history, there have been cases where workers felt they were hardly done by and needed to guarantee things and guaranteed things for them and, and their well-being, even if it was at the detriment of the company and yep. running at optimal efficiency. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's no different. Yeah. And the RLPA are shit cunts. Daniel said, uh, which one's worse over all time, Hopper's stink finger or Maguire's eye gouging? I think Maguire's eye gouging because that's actually some destructive shit. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people quite enjoy an oil check, really. I mean, if you think about it. So, <laughs> I mean, like, like Hopper's is, is definitely like just like the worst you know, no pun intended. The worst optically, like, is 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 like yeah. is is hoppers you know because what, I mean, it's just because because it's like a almost like a sexual fucking assault. Exactly. But 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 I mean, at the end of the day, I would rather have I would rather have a dude fucking slip a finger into my ass than fucking you know tear the fucking corneas off my fucking <coughs> eye or something and, and give and me permanent eye you know damage damage to my eyesight. You know, let's be fucking frank here. Hopper's thing yep. was bad at the time. Because we still lived in a society where it was, oh, there's a bloke and his finger's going into another bloke's bum and, oh, yeah. fuck, I watched that. Am I gay now? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you take that off the table. I mean, it's just- oh, no, it's I know. A, yeah, and if you take that off the table, it's nowhere near as bad as an eye gouge. Well, I don't think- I, don't, I, 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 I think the, mo- the most brutal- like, if, if Hopper fisted you in the ass- it still wouldn't do as much damage to your long-term quality of life as a fucking nasty eye gouge that fucking is, you know, detached your oh. retina or some shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. Internal rectal stapling is pretty poor. Yeah. It's not fun. Well, I, I can't speak to that. <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, okay, so obviously, uh, which kink has Stepdad been delving into this week? Uh, as, as we know, it's, uh, it's AIDS, yes. bug hunting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yet to find a subset of women that like phlegm and mucus, so you know, I'm sure they're out there. Uh, Andrew said, should the minor premiership be given more recognition than it currently is given? Uh, they get a trophy and some money. Yeah. I've, I've thought about that in, internally a lot. I need to talk about there's a bloke in the office that likes soccer. And, and that's the biggest thing, And he's yeah. going on about, like, you know, there's three times a year that his team could be the champions of something. And I'm like, fucking what? Like, there's there's one fucking game. There, there's yeah. a grand final. Um, yeah, look, it, it may give other clubs something to achieve. Or, oh, yeah, but one, or one game, on, I mean, um, I, I, see, I see the, you know, when it comes to the to soccer, I, I do see the... I do see the side where you say, like, you know, the team that finishes first over an, an entire season of home and away fixtures. Yep. You know, there is something to finishing on top with the most wins and, you know, yeah. fewest losses, you know, or whatever. But but with the way our fucking draw is, where all teams don't play the yeah. other teams twice. Yeah. Where some teams will play each other within weeks. Yeah. One and two, and then others will play each other at either ends of the season. Yep. Um, you know, teams play during origin period when they're, the, the player guys, of, of yeah, I players. mean, but you know that that sort of thing it's, happens in, in other things as well. Because I mean, you know, some clubs are playing in the you know the European League to get one of those other trophies you mentioned, and then they have to come, and so they they'll play like a a skeleton team for the the weekly fixture, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, there is there is kind of vague you know analogs to that, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Should the should the, should the Central Coast Bears be a thing? No, Central Coast had their fucking chance. Fuck those cunts. Um, so they they had their fucking chance. I mean, it's great that they come out to the the rabbits games and you know yep. the games that are played there now. Um, but people when, also come out to Bathurst and Cairns. And yeah, when they Darwin had when Perth. they when they had their own team, they didn't. So I mean, at the end of the day, they they rejected having a local rugby league side. So fuck themselves. Yep. Um, they did it to themselves. They only got themselves to blame. Uh, they are the fucking end of the fucking queue. Give me your fucking second New Zealand side, Perth, uh, second Brisbane side. Fucking Central Queensland, fucking Lithuania, before fucking Central Coast. Fuck them. Yep. Um, where are we? No, Andrew. Andrew's question's mad. Two tier comp with promotion and relegation. Not enough to go around no, for that. Uh, Plus, again, guaranteed payments. You got someone on a four year deal at a million dollars a year, and your club gets relegated. Yeah. There's no, there's no economic sense to, there's no economic way that can possibly work out for yeah. the team who has to pay that bill. Yep, yep. Uh, just going through, just flicking through a couple of these ones that are uh, Zoran says, uh, "What's with people uh, about to do the white power feeling white powder feeling the need to have to show everyone they have it? You don't see photos of heroin users waving around their rock and needle, or a crack user waving around his pipe. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's economics, isn't it? Fucking yayo is a luxury drug. Yeah, <laughs> compared to the others, like, I suppose that's all I can imagine. Well, you don't see people in Corollas doing burnouts. <laughs> yeah. Chris said the Latrell Mitchell racism post explosion on social media. One of our gronks. No, Fuck that's no. that is absolutely uh, counter to all of our values. We try and be in as inclusive as possible. And really, I mean, the only time you'll ever see us going off on something is uh, like, yeah, a Josh Maguire, something like our, that. Our, our thing is we stand firm with that. You don't bring shit into anything that people have no control over. 
Like that's yeah. such a fucking simple rule and it extends to anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's easy to referee. Yeah. Uh, Except Kiwis though. Fuck those cunts. <laughs> uh, Jay, there's a couple and it's, it's great because I didn't actually, I didn't get a chance to look at all these before we hit record, but we've actually addressed a couple of them as well. Uh, what's Bennett said here? Can we get Twill Nation all-star footy cards with stats, etc.? I want to know what a Chapo should be worth compared to a Shunter in the schoolyard. I know it's after 8pm, but I reckon it'd be a winner for a merch item. <laughs> Fuck me. Tell you what though, if there were all-stars, there would be a Shunter on it. Can't confirm anyone else. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if there was a Chapo, I mean, you know, fuck, I'm just thinking of other card games and stuff. And I mean, that'd be like the- I'm like, thinking of a like, million Like other. a base level fucking, you know, Rattata in Pokemon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking think, Pidgey or something. I'm thinking of fucking 50 other people that'd make the cut. <laughs> yeah. Not even, not even, a, not even a Joker. <laughs> not joking. <laughs> fuck, I'm sure I've got some other shit to go on with here, but- um, that was a, a a jumbo mailbag, just to uh, just to get you guys involved. Rapid fire, yeah, love it. yeah, love it. Um, but that is that's about full time for three thirty one. So thanks for listening, everyone. As always, Twitter at TWI League, Facebook dot com forward slash this week in league uh facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash twill nation that's a big one uh if you're not in the group you fucking get in there because a lot of stuff is a you know it's, it's like a testing ground and a you know a q a ground and all that sort of thing as well and let's face it there's just not enough hours in the day to fucking spread around to everything so that's usually the most convenient place where i'll dump something when i want an answer quickly um what else Apple Podcasts, yeah, they've changed the way that these things are going, uh, the, the the categories and everything else. So I think it's just a sports category now. So if you go in there and do a search for this week in league, you'll find us no problem. Um, a new review this week from M. Luke said, uh, the title is Mull It Up and Chuff It Into Your Ear Holes or Urethras Immediately. Five stars. <laughs> Calling yourself a true rugby league fan but choosing not to listen to this podcast is the worst idea since Abraham Lincoln said, I'm tired of bumming around the house all day. Let's go out and catch a show. Uh, and got some interesting. That, that has a fucking surprising amount of, you know, yeah, cultural and <laughs> yeah, historical. Yeah, certainly belies the mull it up and chuff it into your ear holes <laughs> title. Um, we are ranking now on uh, in the, the Apple Podcasts uh, for Ireland in sports and Japan and uh, Netherlands this week. Oh, and I can't. Then I must also mention uh, United Arab Emirates. Apple yeah. Podcasts uh, region of sports as well. So make contact, like if it's safe to do so. Yeah, I mean we've got a member in Dubai. I mean, but I can't imagine that one listener is going to skew what's happening yeah. over in the UAE. So there must be more. Uh, An email at least. Yep. Yep. Tipping. Tuzi maintains his lead or a share of the lead with Voodoo Rock as as per last week. Uh, Conan Eel, Wobby Farah, Matt F, Cook Tip, uh, myself. Thakos on a blood buzz and Pele three points from 10 to first. And I think that even the top, everyone in the top 25, if someone had a couple of perfect weeks, would be able to give themselves a chance. So it's great to see a close comp. Supercoach, notorious PODs on top as always, but they are only 15 places ahead overall in Supercoach, ahead of second place Sam Seals. And that adds up to a real total of points a difference of 16 points can this 24,414 plays uh 24,398 
Uh, then we go back a bit further, not too far far behind. We've got Ivan's Lost Sons. Then we go back to Arkham's Inmates, Bradbury's Legends, Super Turbo Bros, Eels. Oh, Drades has come up from, he's been around 10th the last couple of weeks. He's up to 7th now. Uh, Big right. Papa, <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, Big Papa Power, Haystacks Calhoun, and uh, Lav Truck Legends. Rounding out the top 10 there. Um, that's it. I don't have anything else to add this week. Uh, you're about to go home and yes. blow Antonio one more time before the the bitter death <laughs> overcomes you. <laughs> Play Summer Hayek. Yes. So, uh, anything else to add? No. All right, then. See you next week. Later. <laughs>